0: Nation, welcome back to your favorite irregularly scheduled uh, garbage uh, barge of a podcast, PTBNXT. Uh, Jenny, it is very nice to be back. How are you?
1: I'm I'm so happy to be on the garbage barge again with you guys. So excited,
2: Tim. The garbage barge slowly <laughs> moves forward through 2015. One of these days, we'll we'll catch up to uh to 2020. Uh, well. Let's just no. say um, twenty twenty one because we're not doing NXT two point Let's face nah. it. Nah, uh, we, no we'll way.
1: never make it there anyway, so it's fine.
2: Well, uh, let's let's um, if we have an endpoint in sight, we we might actually be able to achieve it. It's those podcasts that just go on def go on indefinitely. When you are like, I, I just can't do it anymore, and you have <laughs> an existential crisis, and you uh, quit doing all podcasts forever. <laughs>
3: Yep, that's
0: it's, like, it's like y'all at the uh, the journey through infinity because they released like oh six my God. movies a month. So right. <laughs> I <feel like laughs> kind of fucked on that one.
2: Yeah, they I feel like uh, they sort of um pulled the rug out from under us, you know, because it, it felt like again, you're making progress, but mm-hmm. oh wait, there's been all these movies now, and there's all these movies still to come. And it's like it's almost like it's never gonna end, Jenny. It's not, I don't know if we thought not. about that.
1: <laughs> the journey I started. Through yeah, infinity, right. I mean that's it's right in the title. Why you yeah. That's what,
2: that's what
1: to we're doing. Things. It's until you die, Tim.
2: Wow, that's
0: that's just heavy.
1: That that's what the contract says, anyway.
0: Uh, welcome to be NXT. <laughs> Organic plug. Yeah, so welcome to P2B NXT. Um We've been out for a little bit longer than usual, but as we said many times on the podcast, we are a cursed podcast. The Grigory often gets us, and it did this time. I don't, th- uh, we, I don't know if we're going to get into it, but, but um <laughs> what we will get into is me expanding you guys' vocabulary as I picked up this new bit as we moved into 2015 NXT timeline. Um Completely unrelated and honestly <laughs> stolen from another podcast, but... Uh, we're going to do the Cajun word of the day. Now, this is one actually, just through me probably forcing it on you guys, you've probably picked up on it anyway, but we're going to cover it formally here in class, and that is going to be, to be fair, it's more of a phrase, but a lot of these Cajun things are phrases and not just single words. So the one we are going to do is going to be Mela, which is kind of a, um, I'm trying to think back to what you call those. Um, uh, what do you call like at the beginning of a sentence? I should know this, but... Like when you just go when you're writing a sentence like, yeah, exclamation point, but like it can count as a sentence. It's like a name for it. Interjection a, uh, Yeah, that sounds right.
2: Article or, or preposition.
0: I th- mm. think I think interjection sounds right. Cool. I think it does too. Okay. Right. So job, just man. like a just
1: like a
2: yeah, okay, I get what you mean. Mid-law, like oh no,
0: like it yeah. like it could yeah. Yeah, like See, you already know basically yeah. what it yeah. means.
2: I was gonna say, we low key already know that one I yeah. feel mm-hmm. like. Our listeners probably don't.
0: Right. So the listeners need to be informed of Melah. But so, so, Tim, give us in your own words that you seem to already know it. How would you describe, like, your understanding of what Melah would mean? Melah!
2: Sami Zayn pulled out the win again! <laughs> right. Just sort of a exclamation right. of surprise, didn't see that coming, or holy shit kind mm-hmm. of thing.
0: Cur- holy shit's a good, yes. Holy shit. Like goddamn, it could be used. I I think in a positive or negative sense. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. uh, the NXT version of this would be like, oh, here comes the ascension. May la, not again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That would be the negative version. But yeah, kind of a a holy shit. (laughs) Now you got me thinking like the wrestling holy shit chants. May la, may la, (laughs) after you know some thumbtack spot or something. Hell yeah. But um, I think we'll be able to work it in pretty easily. Like, uh, but I think you guys have got it. Like I said, I think this is one you guys have picked up for me using it. We <laughs> incessantly. Have. Yeah. So it's kind of <laughs> like a uh, we have yeah, definitely like a holy shit. for
2: the language from you as much as possible.
0: Right. Um. So we're good on that. We'll use that as the show goes on. Um, overuse it if we need to, but we'll get to now. Tim, you're gonna have to come in clutch here because maybe more than any other time we have done this, I have not a. Slightest clue of what our last developmental names were. I have yeah. No memory. Um, I, no I really memory.
2: didn't either, but um, I've got them right in front of me. <laughs> nice. I've got them in front of me Mayla. now. So, um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Already here, we, um, oh, let me add the occasion word of the day to this spreadsheet as well. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, I, I started a column for that too. I'm going to put an exclamation point behind it. So, would you hyphenate Mayla M A I? hyphen la LA.
0: I, mean, I, I don't know if the Cajuns um, recognize such frivolous don't recognize punctuation hyphen. as a hyphen.
2: <laughs> okay. Frivolous. Hey, frivolous. All right. So <laughs> with that out of the way, our names currently, Jake, you are um you you're in the performance center. Um you've been bestowed uh the great name generated name of Chase Hooch. <laughs> Um right. I am I am Kyle pullbag. I almost said pill bag, but it's pullbag. <laughs> kind of like kind of like yeah, pullbag. Yeah, yeah. pull right. Kyle um, Pullman.
0: The other son.
2: Yeah, the other. Um and Jenny, you have the uh I don't know that this is the most general, gender neutral or or feminine name for you, but it's uh Hans Covington.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's um Tyler Breeze's uh, servant person. Oh,
2: yeah. Is that what we mm-hmm. decided? hmm I like it for him. Me too. Makes sense. So, um yeah, these did not get over. Uh, no, they did not. Yeah. As, as is usually the case.
0: Um, <laughs> Literally forgettable.
2: These are, yeah, this is, uh, by the way, our uh, 16th. Go around with the uh, name generator. Oh wow! Seems like more. Seems like mm-hmm. more, but I, I feel like we held on to some of some of those names for one reason or another beyond um, just one episode. You know, it's not like we did new names when we when we sat down as a group to watch uh, <laughs> the legendary Road to Paloma. Right. Uh, they let us keep our names for that outing,
0: and I'm not sure. So this would be, I think, episode twenty three. And I, I don't remember exactly. I know we didn't do it from the beginning. I don't remember when we started picking this up as a as a running deal, but I guess yeah. that's part of it too. Um, but I guess we need new ones because the other ones didn't catch on. So my new NXT name is going to be. Uh, this almost sounds like it'd be one of the like the third Vaudevillain. Uh, mm. Harpo mm. Slam Chest. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm thinking Harpo, like Marks, kind of that.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, Marks Brothers kind of thing,
0: yeah. Right. So maybe I could be like the heavy of the villains.
2: I like it. Wow. Chest.
0: Slam Chest. Slam Chest. Slam Chest. Slam Chest. <laughs> Pardon you. That's hot. Yeah, I like it. Slam Chest. Like, so that's, obviously, coming that's
2: in, a, hmm? it's a very name generated name, but as those things go, like, that's not horrible. That's not bad. Right. I mean. Right. You know, it's better than shit like Braun Breaker and <laughs> Dutch or Hutch or whatever we're calling <laughs> people nowadays, but it's causing Dutch. nervous breakdowns.
0: Dutch Hutch. Dutch <laughs> yeah. Hutch. I kind of like the, that. I don't know. The slam chest is a little weird. Maybe it was just like Harpo slam or something. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Uh... Okay, this one I like just because mm-hmm. it's so generic. This one almost seems realistic too, but it's uh. Oh, so our next one, which I believe is you, Tim. You're going to be Trent Young.
2: They laugh. wow! I'm going nowhere. Dude, nope. Sorry. All right. <laughs> I'll see you on an. Next... I'll see you on it. A... AEW Dark in about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> at the same time, I could see you being like. Um like a cult favorite on the indie scene, with a name like Trent Young. Oh yeah, not nah, Well, young, that wasn't my young.
2: name on the indie scene. They changed it for uh, NXT. Go
0: ahead. It was Young Trent.
2: Yeah, <laughs> okay. I like that.
0: <laughs> you be a rapper who drinks lean. Young <laughs> Trent. <laughs> you can Scissor, reform <laughs> the Young Dragons, but it'll be like a whole different thing this time. Trent Young. Uh, I don't really know what else to say of, <laughs> about I Trent Young. You.
2: <laughs> I mean, it feels like a name we've had before, but I'm looking over the list yeah. and I don't see it. We are probably going to run into that problem eventually.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it just generates something we've heard
0: yet. Right.
2: Yeah. Right. It, it
0: honestly work. may have done it before. And it, if they pop up and it looks too familiar, I usually just, you know. That's the next one. Go to the next kidding. one. That's
1: the point of the name generator, after all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's always another one. Okay, Jiddy, you are going to be um so this is one and we see these well, you at least get one of these every go around where it's one that is far too vulgar to ever actually be oh, like, what? On XT, uh Brady Love Hole. <laughs> oh wow. Right.
1: I like it. It's a porn star gimmick. All right.
0: Right, that seems even too too much like a porn name, like too on the nose.
1: That's what makes it funny, right? Mm.
0: Like, uh, right. Like at least Val Venus, it wasn't just like the word penis. <laughs> so his name wasn't like Val Penis. Wasn't at least it? like they just they just straight up put love all in this, like love not him. even.
2: Uh, maybe she's like know. a. She's like a '90s grunge groupie, you know. They're doing like a Courtney Love slash uh, thing. So
0: wow, wow, wow!
2: <laughs> Welcome, Owen Wilson, to the. mic. Whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Hey,
3: uh,
0: But yeah, I, did, I didn't make that connection, Tim. But that's a nice uh, backdrop. It's why well, you got a Wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Appreciate it.
0: Anyway, I think I like these better than the other ones.
2: Oh, I, yeah, I think yeah, there's sure. some good ones there. I
0: mean, by default maybe, but yeah. Uh-huh.
2: I mean, if nothing else, I can I can go into gay porn if my wrestling career fails.
0: Yeah. Trent Young, mm-hmm. <laughs> Trent Young, Brady Love Hole, <laughs> and uh, old. Yeah. Slam, chest, yeah slam
1: chest Yeah All right you a, Take slam on your chest <laughs>
0: Oh boy <laughs> what? Wow All right <laughs> 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 I guess we should get to the uh, we get to the, 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 the wrestling We game.
2: are recording this on 420 <laughs> Oh
0: yeah All right. right All right So let's right. uh We'll head on into our show. So we'll start with the January 8th, 2015 episode of NXT, which um, we're kind of starting the year proper because it was a, well, I think our last one was, you know, hashtag real episode, but we're kind of getting off that whole Christmas little hiatus they did with the clip show and we'll see where we lead to now. So our new champ, Sami Zayn, comes out to the ring for the first time since winning his championship because, of course, he was put on the shelf by uh, Kevin Owens, uh, as we saw in his grainy footage from his home in Canada somewhere. He gets a big Olay chant from the crowd. He hops in the crowd to celebrate, and he finally gets a mic and credits it to to, um, to heart, and that it's not just that he's the best, but just that he uh, believes in himself and the crowd, and yada yada. Says the title is ours, not his. Uh, he mentions that he is Zane, and they are the Zaniacs. They write the songs. They skank together as one. Uh, just him congratulating the crowd. I thought this was a... It was cheesy for sure, but I feel like it works for him. I don't know how y'all feel like, I feel like the cheese works for Sammy. Cause it's kind of his character. I don't know, Tim, did you, were you feeling this or did you think it was overly corny or.
2: It's a super blowjob baby face promo and mm-hmm. it is very corny, but it's also very Sammy Zane
3: mm-hmm. and he
2: can get away with it. Um, crowd loves him. I mean, we love him on this show. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, I do think it gets a little bit, uh, what's the word treacly as, as this goes on, but for, for just his portion of it, where he comes out and thanks the fans. And it's, it's just good to see him again because we're, we have to keep in mind, he really has been off air. I mean, yeah, he did the little dispatch from home, um, since getting his shit pushed in at uh, takeover. So, I mean, it's a big moment to, to see him back in full sail. um, I will say that uh, I don't know what this says about me, but it did take a minute to, for it to register um, that when Sammy said he was in a band called Sammy and the Zane, Zaniacs, <laughs> that, that he true? was using it—that he was using a metaphor. Oh <laughs> cuz he goes into like oh everybody plays an instrument in the crowd right. you're you're this you're this. Oh. I'm like oh okay oh. i follow you now it was just like all right that's <laughs> um but again it's it's very uh fitting for him it it just kind of took me out of it for a second
1: that was one of the questions answered uh, from my notes there. <laughs> Is that a real band? Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> um, All right, so not just me. Okay. <laughs> it, it's kind of, I mean, it's a very Canadian uh, type of <laughs> thing that he did. I mean, I enjoyed it. Like y'all said, it works for him. Uh, it's weird seeing him with the belt, but I don't hate it.
0: Right. Um, so he, he gets into the second part of this where um, he says that the night, his big night didn't end how he wanted to because Kevin Owens ruined it and he's back and ready to defend his title. And here comes the former champion, Neville. Neville congratulates him and shakes his hands. And Sammy says he thinks they should have a rematch. But here comes William Regal. Um, the crowd chants for him, but he kind of shuts everything down, and says this is not about him, which I thought was great that he kind of. Um, Puts the gravity on what's going In the ring even though the crowd loves him which I thought was cool But he then sets up the rematch For next week so um, Big Regal setting up a Big rematch for next week which I would have to believe is going to be the final Blow off for this little Mm -hmm. feud but I'm not going to complain much about getting to see these guys Again Jenny
1: Yeah I mean (laughs) As much as we love Sammy we also Love Neville so it's I feel like we're not really ready to let Him go either and um, I, I feel like there's another match left in them,
2: Tim. Well, between Sammy and Neville and Regal coming out to officially make the match, this is all just <laughs> way too polite, but um, yep. Yep. all that is to say we we do not mind getting this awesome rematch uh, because it's certainly Sammy's title win. That match with Neville was, was a highlight of the calendar year 2014 for NXT. Um, really off the charts if they can do that again. We're really going to see something special, so and and on free TV, no less. So look at us already making matches for next week. Big big rematch here. Um, I'm definitely down for it.
0: Okay, and we'll talk about that in just a few because we'll obviously be covering that show. All right, we head to the vaude villains, um, and they are ready for their rematch. Uh, and then they pretty much just tell us that they are um, putting over how manly they are, that they are men. And they're manly men mm-hmm. who are men. And that was about the gist of this whole promo.
1: And they can do squats, or one of them can, anyway, because he does Yes, it. and black Simon and white. Is, yeah. Mm. I'm like, okay.
0: As the new third villain, I approve. <laughs> slam chest. got a
2: sporty
1: boy. What calisthenics are you going to bring to the group, Jacob?
0: Mm, well, you know, slam a chest. <laughs> I don't know if that's um, in modern. You know, um, in modern exercise, I don't think that's really known to do anything. But back in the uh, vaudevillain days, that was considered, you know, a way to get the blood pumping to oh, yeah. your chest area to uh, gain muscle mm-hmm. there. The um, the steroids of its day, honestly. <laughs> S- slamming your chest. Just
1: Yeah, just hitting yourself, basically.
0: Right. Correct. Yeah. It's all in the name. Sounds right. There used to be
2: this thing. It was marketed in old comics from like the the 60s and 70s probably more like the 70s it was called the mark eden developer and it was like one of those um you remember the the old uh lex Flexer um that what's his name uh palumbo or stasiak or whoever the guy from wcw would walk around the ring making fun of lex luger pumping his chest up and it's like a thing that you just squeeze right and he would mm-hmm. use it as a, a foreign object as well. Kind of looked like one of those. And um, they would try to sell this thing both um, as a means to actually develop your pectoral muscles and to give uh, flat-chested women huge tits. <laughs> and um, oh. I bring this up only oh. to say that's um, what I thought of when when you suggested that that uh, your your exercise would be focused on, you know slamming your chest of course Mm -hmm. um and uh my mom told me a story not too long ago that um her mom so my grandmother bought one of those things back in the day and was using it and then like
1: huge tits
2: well and then like six weeks later she did actually have tits (laughs) and my mom was like holy shit it actually worked and it wasn't for like another um 20 years that uh my, my grandmother kept the secret she actually got implanted.
1: Holy shit.
2: And my hey. mom was like, what? Wow. <laughs>
1: what? I
2: thought you used that that marquee developer. And she was like, That shit didn't work.
1: Oh my god. <laughs>
2: that is legend status right there. Yeah. I love it. She believed it. She believed it for 20 years. Uh okay. She's, just
1: like, doing it every night. Like, ah, where are my tits
0: mm-hmm.
2: It's like she did it a few times and was like, yeah, clearly this is not going to work.
0: Right. You have to supplement it with getting implants.
2: Yeah, with yeah. Actually, yeah. Right. The real thing.
0: Uh, <laughs> trying to think of a transition into this next match. And it's proving difficult <laughs> to find a way from to get to the uh Let's the implant, implant
2: ourselves back into this show.
0: <laughs> right. To, uh... <laughs> Hideo Itami is going to be facing Curtis Axel, who's finally getting to wrestle after pestering Regal, as we covered last time. Um, and even memefied it, I will say, with uh, <laughs> Curtis Axel, pestering Regal, so he is going to be facing Itami we've been a, a bit low on. He's been overshadowed by Finn a great deal. So we'll see if maybe he can stand on his own. Uh, we still have Albert on commentary pushing Atami, though, as uh, the flair of Japan. Really <laughs> trying to get that over. Right. Uh, <laughs> he also says that as the match starts, Atami is laying kicks into the, quote, large head of Axel. <laughs> which uh, I thought was interesting. Corey questions how Albert can even find the hat, so he fires back up and that he has a big head, and it must be impossible for him to find a hat. So, Corey, uh, going after old Al there. But uh, the match itself, a little slow. Uh, we get some strikes from from Axel, kicks from Atami. uh the, <laughs> They tell us that uh, Axel is 100% a hunting enthusiast. Yeah. I will, like, uh, yeah. But... <laughs> But like I would say, he kind of reminds me of a dude who would be like on the uh, the football team, but not like a level popular on the football team. That's what Curtis Axel looks like to me. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts.
2: Like he's the punter, maybe. You know, this is right. One thing that he does. <laughs> like that he he'd be like in the, the
0: the football team, like misfits, like not the real popular people, but he's like on the football team. He hangs out with them, but he's kind of strange. But like in a weird like. Football player strange kind of way I don't know
1: He does have a anyway.
0: Yeah, I get it <laughs> Yeah, what we are told by Albert mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, the match continues Tommy fires up, Axel cuts him off Tommy kicks him in the face for the win So uh, most of this match Was just like Tommy kicking And Curtis Axel kind of just doing strikes I was not impressed by Curtis Axel much I can't say I went in Thinking I was going to be impressed by him kind of a man match for me, uh, not a whole lot of energy crowd. Didn't really care a whole lot. I ended up going the gentleman's two on it. Uh, Tim, I don't know. That may be that honestly might be a little generous because thinking back through it, it doesn't sound that great, but I'll give it a two, not completely offensive, but nothing I would ever want to watch again.
2: No, I mean, I feel you because I, I was sort of leaning towards two myself Is like, you know, it feels like a two-star match, whatever. But I ended up dinging it. I gave it one and three-quarter stars just because <laughs> it seemed like there was an opportunity here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, number one, just to – I say rehab um, Hideo Itami, who we've not been been impressed with, but honestly, to rehab both of them because – I mean, Curtis Axel has been so insistent on getting his match and and making a stamp in NXT and coming in, um, rebuilding his career. I mean, obviously, the great memes that that generated where he's berating William Regal. So he gets his match. So this has like a degree of TV build behind it. So you're sort of like, oh, let's see what this is. And it just really under delivers, even though you're not you're already not expecting a lot from it. I feel like it's still fell short. So I'm like, I think I'm going to penalize it a little bit. So I docked like, you know, a quarter star. Um, I won't say like either of them are are totally hopeless, but I certainly don't want to see much more from Curtis Axel after this. And Hideo Tommy is really just, just drifting in the wind here. Uh, they, I don't know if they just if they just blew it from the outset, if they've they've somehow lost the plot, as some of our friends across the pond would say, but <laughs> um, he he desperately needs work, and uh, it's it's not clicking. So um, try again, I guess, back to the drawing board with both of these guys.
1: I did the gentle ladies too, as well, because. I, I guess my reasoning was yeah, I think they're gonna try to <laughs> try to give him something, um, since the tag team as kaput, I suppose. They're both going on their separate ways. Like they didn't break up technically I guess, but they're just no longer a tag team. Um so we'll see. I guess it's better than like a series of like dumb squash matches to like make him look good. Like mm-hmm. they try to make it look competitive with um, uh, old Curtis Axel here. So I don't know. It, it was fine. It was decent. It was honestly there. <laughs> it's just what I expect from an atomic match. I guess like okay, yeah, that's fine. Two
3: stars.
1: I don't care, but it was fine.
0: Yeah, he is very two star so far. Yep. Um it'd be to wrong. But anyway. (laughs) All right. Well we'll head back to America's favorite couple, Natty and Tyson. Uh, Natty says she'll speak for Tyson as he's getting ready for a big match with Finn Finn Baylor. Very Canadian here. Yeah. (laughs) They, uh, they then start arguing about their cats. Tyson says he's uh, looking towards the NXT title. I have to say, Tyson, I feel like that ship is sale, buddy. I don't know if you're... Mm-mm. I mean, I think technically he's going to, in a way, maybe have a chance at a shot, but... I mean, in all reality, it's not happening. And he also then says he wants to become the face of the ASPCA. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, out of nowhere. <laughs> very odd. I mean, as you'd expect from Tyson Natty, a very strange promo. Um, just him trying to make it seem like he's still relevant, even though he's definitely on the downswing here in uh, NXT.
1: What is this being a man of the animals gimmick? Like, I assume this is from Divas? from the love show? To say,
2: yeah. I'm sure. Some stupid bullshit from Total Let's Divas, say- where they're... They apparently have a lot of cats. And as you know, anytime there's something even a little bit quirky about somebody in WWE and they find out about it, that has to be their entire identity for like the rest of their career. So that's what this is. Now they're crazy cat people because they're going to push this so hard, (laughs) like, and I'm hoping we just are going to be done with, with both Tyson and Natty. I mean, we've been saying that for a while that we hope we're done with them, but Now that Mm -hmm. they've started this really insipid gimmick, um, I am desperately hoping they they get out of here fast because it's just one of those they will not shut the fuck up about the cat thing. I mean, they will absolutely hammer you over the head to the point that you just want to blow your brains out.
1: Like, I love cats, but I hate them, so I don't want them to talk about a thing (laughs) that I love. I want them to shut the fuck up and shoot this into the sun, please. Thank you.
0: Right. Yeah. Clearly, if you like cats and they're trying to get them over as cat lovers, it, it makes you hate them. They're not yes. doing something correctly. Yes. Right.
1: Stupid assholes.
0: All right. We, um, so I, I found this interesting fact. I'm just going to throw this out here now as we head back to another kind of backstage segment, I believe. But I found out that our, um, our backstage interviewer, Devin, was actually on The Bachelor. So I read that. Oh, really? somewhere i was looking at oh, that. Wow. she was on the um the first episode like in this like concurrent to this time frame too so i think it was like whatever <laughs> the bachelor premiered this january or something it shows on the first episode i think she was going after the first one but mm. yeah like with her shoot name and all which of course is not Devin but mm-hmm. so just
3: hmm. a little
0: fun fact for you guys Have you guys ever watched the bachelor i've never watched it
1: like way yeah. back in the day like You know during the first couple seasons when it was new you know and everybody was freaking out about it
2: yeah and i know there's still a huge cult around that show people Mm -hmm. are still if, if you're into it you're really into it but i i definitely never it never registered on my radar but i mean i get why people would be into it
0: well, she was on there. There you go. All right, we get a recap of the squash um, competition between Corbin and Bull, and we find out that next week they're going to collide. So another big match set for next week, um, which I think is because as they're going to talk about throughout this episode, they're moving to Wednesday, which doesn't really matter to us and what we're doing. But right. I guess at the time it was kind of a big deal. I think it was like they didn't want it to compete with SmackDown, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was still on Thursdays. So, so- time frame.
1: It mm-hmm. makes this whole episode feel like a lot of filler, you know, just to get
2: over right. the
1: big move, like pushing everything uh, another week. Yeah.
2: Correct. I mean, I do like right. building matches for the following week. Right. It, that's always right something I appreciate when we're watching um, TV, These, all these – a big run of TV shows like this. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess they're just trying to give people a reason – uh, not to forget <laughs> that the show is moving, <laughs> like to actually tune in, Hey, you're going to see these matches, uh, a day sooner than you would normally expect. So mark your calendars, not a bad right. strategy.
0: I agree. So, but to Jenny's point, yeah, it does make you think that what we're going to see through, throughout the show is not going to be anything great. Cause they're probably saving it. If it would be great, they're going to save it for next week. Yep. So. All right, which kind of goes into our next match, which is going to be Sasha versus um, Alexa Bliss. Uh, Alexa is called a spark plug by Albert, so he's um, really getting original with the nicknames there. Uh, Alexa tries to match Sasha's mean streak, but it does not, um, to no avail. Lots of thrashing offense. So Sasha kind of goes back to the thrashing, maybe, I would think, in here because she's with Alexa, who's maybe not quite on the level as um, some of her more recent opponents like Charlotte. Uh, so she kind of goes back to this, uh, they're really pushing at Alexa's like athleticism. Like she does some pinning combos here, a sunset flip. Uh, but it's not enough as Sasha locks in the bank statement and gets the win. This was uh, a non-competitive enhancement match for the most part. I mean, they did give Alexa a little bit cause they do want to spotlight her too, but this was all about just getting Sasha a win. I went ahead and gave it the, uh, less gentlemanly, uh, star and a half Jenny.
1: Hey, look at you. I did one star. I mean, <laughs>
0: so maybe it was.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it, we all knew what was going to happen here, but I enjoyed it because it was short and sassy and uh, it did what it was supposed to do. Alexa looked, like you said, athletic. She looked, she was bouncy around. And um, I, I wouldn't say she was giving Sasha any trouble at all, but. You know, she was she was doing her moves. I like seeing moves, you know. <laughs> um, and Alexa looked all right, you know. Um, she looks like what she is, which is a student. <laughs> like she's learning, and this is how you learn in the ring with somebody who knows. So I, I gave it a
3: star, Tim.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I was a, a slightly more generous. Um, the gentleman's uh, star and a half as well. Um, but I totally agree with everything you said, Jenny, it, it gets out of there fast. Um, but it's perfectly pleasant for what it is. Mm -hmm. There's nobody botches anything. Uh, Alexa kind of is still in that mode of having the same match, um, week after week. We haven't seen a ton of her, but she sort of goes through the same sequence in every match I feel like, but, um, Sasha busted out a pretty cool counter, Mm -hmm. um, turning You know, one of those like head—it looked like an attempted like uh, head scissors takedown by Alexa into a backbreaker, Um, and then of course she gets the back stabber and bank statement, put her puts Alexa away pretty quick. Um, So good, good little showcase match for Sasha and uh, Alexa looks perfectly fine. As as he said, Jenny as the student here. um, Not that Sasha is much more. Right. Um, developed at this stage, but she is, compared to Alexa, going to be the yeah. one calling the match here, you have to figure. So, uh, yeah, I'm fine with this. It's, you know, it's a non-competitive match, but it's uh, it's a little bit more than just a straight-up squash, um, mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Right. So this purpose got Sasha a win, gives us a little, I don't know, <laughs> I was going to say a little taste of Alexa, but I don't want to get anybody, <laughs> too, re- <laughs> anybody too revved up. Yeah. <laughs> might be listening. Anyway, um, speaking of getting revved up, uh, we've been told that Tyler's going to be returning from his uh, European uh, tour. And he's going to be returning now, guys. So he's going to be facing oh, Chad Gable. Um, so uh, we'll have Tyler Breeze versus Chad Gable. Uh, Gable with the uh, very angle-based offense here, going with mm-hmm. the, uh, the amateur style. Uh, Corey won't admit to being leader of the Tyler fan club. Like they're badgering him on commentary about being the leader of the Tyler fan club. He denies this. So that's the commentary banter. We have Uh Bree starts to do his kind of own version of the amateur wrestling stuff, which is interesting. Uh, Gable locks had a nice arm bar and the ropes I thought looked pretty good, but as he typically does in a lot of these, um, you know, matches that don't get a ton of time, Tyler ends up hitting the beauty shot kind of out of nowhere and ends it this Same thing for me. It kind of had the same vibes as the last match. I didn't think Chad Gable looked, you know, like completely like a jobber, but he was obviously there to put Tyler over, but he kind of got a few cool shine spots for him. Gets Tyler a win on his return. Served his purpose. I went the same exact rating, a star and a half. It felt like these were like mirror images as far as like the purpose of the match, uh, Tim.
2: Um Apparently, I did not rate this match, but I'm <laughs> gonna call it audible and say it's a it's a star and a half to me as well. Sounds good, man. Um I, I just I didn't write it down for some reason. Uh, yeah, I, I I think it is just the same version of the match we saw earlier between Sasha and Alexa. Um, I'm very glad that Tyler is back on our screens. Uh, we have not seen him in a in a little, little bit here. He's done these little promos. Um, interstitials, if you will. Um, going back through all my notes for like the past, uh, uh, I don't know, f- probably four or five Tyler Breeze appearances. It's it's basically the story of me falling in love with Tyler Breeze because it's like nothing. It's like nothing but escalating thirst comments. That so I just have written down like my first bullet point just says Tyler looks sexy AF. <laughs> um, which, what does that, I mean, yeah. what does that do for any of us? Um, I write but anyway, I all of time, all of time. yeah, that's like, and like, I didn't really have any of that stuff with him at first, but he just sort of, I don't know. I think that gimmick really got to me, but, um, <laughs> all right. Anyway, Chad Gable, Hey, you know, there's worse debuts a guy can have here. Um, he doesn't get buried right out of the gate. So good for him. Those waist lock takedowns, uh, look pretty solid. um, And I like that arm bar across the top rope. Um, But then of course he walked right into the beauty shot that that's going to wrap it up. Um, My one criticism, it's a criticism I I have with pretty much any Tyler match—is that I still just think that's a weak finish. Um, Mm. I kind of like the flash pin nature of it here, but you just maybe hope for something with a little bit more impact than, than that move. Uh, But it's, perfunctory i guess is the word that comes to mind so i'll go once again star and a half uh like jake like like our last match
1: interesting that you both commented on how it was exactly like the match before because i also had that comment like i just (laughs) watched this match um but so i did the same rating that you guys i did a a another one star um tyler it is good to see him But he's, um, I mean, and it's part of his gimmick to be a little bit detached, but he seemed particularly (laughs) devoid Mm -hmm. of much emotion other than just vanity, you know, like, I don't know, I wasn't, I -hmm. I don't want to say I wasn't feeling him, I, I was happy to see him back, it's good to see him back, and especially to win, um, but... I don't know. I like him when he's a little bit more sassier. He seemed a little subdued. Maybe you he's wonder
2: tired. if maybe he ain't he ain't feeling it so much. Maybe he's jet-lagged. Maybe, yeah. On, I mean, yeah. flying in from Switzerland, wherever yeah. his seasonal Ooh. residence was, to make this show, I mean, it's going to take a lot out of a guy. Plus all the sex he's having outside. Oh,
1: the right, yeah, that's very draining.
2: <laughs> With me. Um, right,
1: obviously.
0: All I can think about is the... Um... Like in the office when Michael has the uh, diary about Jan And it's all these entries uh, Tan everywhere, Jan everywhere Like that's, that's Tim with Tyler Breeze <laughs> yes. So hot Can't wait for another Tyler match
2: <laughs> what, what is my next thirst comment going to be? Right I can't wait uh, I need a comp I'll let you
0: know Put these all as a comp Anyway Alright, we now head backstage to uh, F- Finn Baylor. Was very excited to uh, face Tyson Kidd uh, Very heavy on the accent I know I just did the Finn Balor like Canadian But he says um, I've looked up to him my whole career uh, Whatever he's talking about Tyson, which is an interesting <laughs> guy To look up to your entire career it's Tyson know, Kidd right? um, No, nah, fuck that shit he, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who would I feel say like something? Yes right. <laughs> like That's bullshit
0: Right. They have to try and put Tyson over as this, like, um, you know, this veteran that all these, like, he's um, like this technician that all these guys have looked yeah. up to. Right. Um, but then he spins it into a uh, cat pun and says that uh, Tyson's going to need more than nine lives when he faces him. So a lot of cheese on this episode. A lot of cheese. But I feel like guys who could kind of pull it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe going to ten with Tyler Breeze. Maybe Finn could pull it off because he has like ten pack abs. So it does not really mm-hmm. matter if he makes corny jokes? I don't know.
2: He can pull anyway. it off to some extent. Well, gives us another big match for next week, right? Right. Well, a big. Uh, I guess you can call it a big. Um,
0: a real match. match
2: for yeah, a real match. Thank <laughs> you. Yes.
0: <laughs> a hashtag real match, right? Yeah. All right, uh, but after the break, we come back and we see that Tyler may possibly have a stalker they're starting to push. I don't know. We see that um, they kind of show that there might be somebody. Why? Maybe it's Tim.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Probably should have admitted all that just now. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: right. Giving the really shit off. away. That was very ill-timed on my part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, but uh, increasing thirst comments is like, you know, oh, <laughs> another news <laughs> is, is a stalker. Asolating
2: thirst comments about. Someone who's being stalked is uh, not a great look, is it?
0: <laughs> right, but um, we're already at our uh, our main event for this show, uh, so we're gonna get the Lucha Dragons versus the Vaude Villains, who we've been disappointed by in the past, but we'll see what they can do in this one. Uh, slow build to this one, a lot of back and forth. The Dragons hit a uh, cool double dive early on, kind of in their early uh, face shine sequence. Um, we get the classic isolation by the Vaude Villains when they take over, but not the most engaging. It's like colds and stuff. Not a ton of intensity. Uh, Kalisto comes back. They ground him again. Um, I did like the spot where um, when they are wearing on Kalisto, he ends up getting the tag to uh, Sinkara like mid-Rana. Uh, I thought it was a really <laughs> cool spot. Uh, he hits the sunset bomb, but Gotch comes in and saves it. Saves um, for the blood um, villains. Double-team spinning clotheslines does end it for the um, the Lucha Dragons. Uh, I thought it picked up pretty well at the end, but definitely not any better than that first one that we saw, at least not by any kind of wide margin. I felt like it was in the same realm. A uh, pretty decisive win for the Lucha Dragons, so I assume this may be the end of this. So we'll, we'll see where they're going to go to tag division pretty soon. But I ended up going like right down the middle, two and a half, just kind of a solid tag match. Jenny, um, again, didn't tear the house down i just continue to think that these two teams are capable of much more but i don't know if they're just not being put in the spot or given the time or whatever but it was fine just you know just kind of a standard solid tag match
1: i liked Mm -hmm. it a little bit more than um their previous match i think it was that takeover we were like Mm
3: -hmm. what what the fuck are we
1: doing here yeah Mm -hmm. um so yeah, I thought there was a little bit more um on both sides on this one. Like uh there was that sick uh submission move on Gotch that looked really cool. Um Sinkara is like low key like super badass for me. <laughs> like I don't know, I think he's just like I don't know, is he underrated? I don't know. I feel like we talk about him a lot, but nobody else ever talks about him. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. Um but I thought he was great in this. I thought everybody looked pretty good in this. Um, Aiden put up a fight. He he seemed angry. You know, he seemed to have a lot more emotion than what we saw in their previous match. Um, that pump handle move that Gotch got off was pretty good. Um, yeah, the the timing was a little bit wonky, I felt like, on the finish. But overall, I, like, kind of low-key enjoyed it, and I did two and three quarters. Tim?
2: Um... I would say I didn't find it notably better or worse than their first match. And maybe that's the problem that, that I have with this is it to do a rematch just for the sake of doing a rematch. I feel like you got to show me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just really didn't just really didn't do that. I mean, it's a match that's been a couple of weeks in the making now, Both villains had that grievance that they took to Regal and he's, mm sort of acted like he didn't have the time of day for him, but then sort of begrudgingly agreed to give him the rematch. And, you know, here we are. Um, but it felt a little, just felt a little paint by numbers. Felt like we'd already seen this match. Um, here it is just to kind of run out the clock on this, this, you know, TV show that we've already said is a bit of a placeholder. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just, I wasn't overly impressed by it. Um, I, that said, I mean it's fine. I gave it two, two and a quarter. Um, I just wanted like, you know what I mean. I, I just wanted to see some some false finishes, some like some some good near falls, some more drama. Um, like I, I wanted to see more of like uh, leaning towards an epic kind of encounter between these teams, mm-hmm. but I I think they just they don't really work that way. <laughs> um, And and that's fine. I just that's not what I wanted out of this. Uh, So yeah, I I like that finish, which I don't know how to describe it with um, sort of like a a heart attack setup with a a twirling clothesline. Yeah, Um, Looked pretty cool. I don't know that we've yeah I don't know that we've seen that before. Um, So there's some good double team stuff by the the Lucha Dragons. Um, I mean, of course, there's always going to be. And some pretty sick blind tags too. Like mm-hmm. um I, I think it was Aiden who had uh Sinkara in a tilt a whirl and he tags out like mid move, which which is pretty neat. Um, but beyond, you know, just a couple of neat spots, I it didn't knock my socks off. So um yeah, I didn't hate it, but not quite as high as you guys.
0: Yep. But uh Well, that wraps up the first episode. Pretty quick uh, episode there. I thought it was a pretty straightforward one. Like we said, it's more, not a whole lot going on, but it kind of serves its purpose. It definitely was to set up the next one that's poised to be a pretty big one, or at least they hyped it that way. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going four out of 10 on this one, Jenny, because like I said, not really their fault, but I didn't want to dock it too much because there was some solid wrestling. The main event was pretty fine. There was nothing like, Stupid or that like made me angry Or hate it mm-hmm. uh, So I went 4 out of 10
1: Yeah I mean that was my logic too Like you know For what it was A, a sort of placeholder episode um, With like you said Decent um, matches And um, Hopefully closing Out some of these storylines And and starting a few more So I did 5 out of 10 Tim Mm-hmm
2: Um, I'm going to go four out of 10 also. And same reasoning as Jake, nothing, uh, nothing that actively offended me. I guess some of the stupid Tyson and Natty cat stuff was graded on my nerves, but not as much as in our next episode, but you know, it's more of a story of it. It didn't have enough going for it. Not so much. It had active marks against it. Mm
0: -hmm. All All right. So we'll move on to that next one and see if they deliver on the uh, on their hype that they set up on this one we just talked about. So this would be the January 14th, 2015 um NXT. And we come right at the gate with the um with the Tyson kid match. So it's gonna be Tyson versus Finn. We get a hot start. Finn goes for the kill right from the get-go with the drop kick. Good urgency here, I thought from both of them. The uh <laughs> this may be what Tim is alluding to. During this match, there was a ton of cat talk on commentary. Uh,
3: <laughs> I didn't
0: um, like. I um, I didn't take note of it to may have some more specific quotes, but yes, I did note there was lots of cat talk. Tyson, I said, uh, was channeling Louis Maynard here, telling Phil to <laughs> telling Phil to Finn to uh, kill me. So reminding me <laughs> of Louis. Uh, Tyson takes over and he. Uh, He is going after Finn. Again, urgency is great. Cool trio, low spot. Finn right back at him, kicking the piss out of Tyson. That's when the kicks are just brutal. Uh, Tyson comes back with a sharpshooter. Finn is able to survive that. Uh, Tyson lands on his ass on the apron leg drop, um, which I thought was pretty good. Um, Finn brings him back in, goes for the coup de grace, except Tyson gets caught, gets up. So he just kicks his face (laughs) instead for the win, which I thought was a nice little pivot on the, uh, the ending, so kind of teased with the coup de grace and ended up kicking him. But I thought this was good stuff. My main takeaway from this is I love the urgency of the whole match. Like, it didn't feel like they were just kind of going through the motions, doing moves. I thought Finn looked great. Tyson, I think, works really well in this role as a, um, you know, someone who's in these matches to put over the guys that they're trying to put as stars, like a jobber to the stars kind of thing. Like he can go in there and have a more extended match, be competitive, make it feel like a bigger deal, go more like, you know, seven to 10 minutes than like three minutes. And uh, I thought they executed what they were going for really well. I think Finn is definitely on the come up here. You could see like the star potential at him as opposed to, like you could immediately see the star potential as opposed to a lot of the people we're seeing here who feel like they're trying to find their way he definitely feels like he's already there, um, so I they up going three stars on this one, Tim. I thought this was, yeah, a good way to open this, and I thought it mostly delivered on a good start to what they're hyping as a uh, good show.
2: Well, I will say I, I did not write down any specific lines from the commentary Gosh. team about the cat. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. It was so <laughs> um, grating. It just it mm-hmm. it's the type of thing that that makes me. Um, hate this company and hate myself for watching it. Um, it. It just makes me so just beyond main roster angry. It, it makes me cat cat commentary angry is what it is. And, oh uh, I, and I never want to hear any of this bullshit again. Um, <laughs> there was a moment early in the match, right after Finn hit the uh, shotgun dropkick after the bell, he goes up for the coup de grace. Um, I was prepared to award this match five stars if that had... <laughs> been how it ended. Um but they, they they only tease it uh Tyson escapes so we have a uh a hashtag real match. Um I will say that these two guys actually really do complement each other pretty well in ring. Um say as you will about the Tyson character. You know he's always solid in ring. Um and Finn is a good opponent for him. Finn, though, he's just a ball of lightning in this mm-hmm. match. I mean just from one end of the ring to the other non-stop action perpetual motion um that hooking clothesline uh you know whatever you want to call it uh the the um uh somersault outside the ring onto tyson it's like tyson's just doing everything to try to keep up with finn and get onto his level and finally it just takes uh finn essentially slipping on a banana peel it goes for that insiguri on the ring apron and uh, Tyson just, just catches his foot right across uh, the top rope. And that allows him to get that sharpshooter for um, kind of a gutsy near submission there. as, as Finn has to, you know, crawl and, and grind across the ring to get to the, the rope to break it. Um, and then the, the finish after that with the, you know, the inverted suplex again with the coup de gras, but nope, Um, using, I guess, kind of an alternate finish here, uh, still works for me. So uh, I kind of wanted to give it three stars, but I I went two and three quarter. I'm being stingy tonight, y'all. Sure Um, (laughs) are. I don't know what's gotten into me. Uh, I'm really knocking it for for one thing. I just, I don't know, it could have given me just a little bit more, and plus the commentary is unlistenable. So I penalized the match for it
1: that that is a fair point um i did do the three but because surprisingly i really fucking like this match um and if you're gonna be moving over to wednesdays you know if people are gonna try to check that shit out then you better have something good to show them i feel like to start the move or whatever so i feel like they delivered there and you know it had a beautiful community theater uh, entrance there from Finn Balor, you know, mm. like he does. And then um, I called it the mustard versus ketchup match because <laughs> they were in yellow and, and red. Um, but it was pretty stiff, like, and Tim, I think you said it really well. And I had the same note that they complement each other and they're sort of on the same level in different ways if that makes sense um finn's rise and and tyson's probably peak <laughs> if we're being honest but um they they bumped around for each other that dive over the top rope that finn does is really cool looking and um it's not quite a hidden gem but hidden gem for me just for me enjoying this finn match mm-hmm. uh Pleasant surprise, This, brag, this right? uh, yeah, yeah, the Tyson match, but uh, I would qu- I would credit Fan with a lot of that as well.
0: Yep he's been good. Mm-hmm. Right. but so strong start to this. We'll see if they yeah. can deliver on the um on the big Wednesday jump. So we get a, a recap. You could tell here that maybe they're trying to um, I don't know why it changed it to Wednesday with like on something that's on a network that's like on demand would Mm -hmm. get more viewers, but this recap thing felt like it was for people who maybe haven't been watching because he did this long, uh, like Sammy Neville, like the whole saga of what they've Mm -hmm. been through and him winning the title and all, which we've covered extensively. And so we head now to Bull Dempsey, who tells us his match with Baron Corbin later is going to be quick. And then he kind of does his own chant for Bull, Bull, Mm -hmm. Bull. So before we get to the match, this has been built... Uh, quite a bit like we did the whole squash contest They've been staring each other down Like as far as NXT matches goes This has gotten probably I would say on the upper tier The amount of time and effort yep. that they've invested Into building this would you guys agree Yep Very so, much
2: so. I remember this build starting even before Our last takeover mm-hmm. And we felt a little bit surprised It wasn't on that takeover but It was like they really wanted to give it some Space Um but perhaps we have really um, hit the peak of the build, and we need to capitalize on it now. Yep, yep, yep.
0: Right, right. So, just want to make sure we're on the same page with that as we get into the match. All right, so it's going to be Corbin versus Bull. Again, this has been hyped for probably months, maybe, at least like two months or so. So, um, um, Rich giving us the uh, the in-depth commentary we're known where he says, this could be an all-out brawl. So, yes, Thanks, Rich, mm-hmm, for that mm-hmm. piece of commentary. Uh, lots of punches slamming each other, which is good. They go to the outside. They start slamming each other into the hardest part of the ring, right there on the apron. So um, good early going, right here. We head back in. Bull takes over. He goes up top for the splash. He misses, and then he eats the end of days, and the match is over. Uh, and at that point, that's where I was like, "That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck are we doing? What in the fuck are we doing?" This has been built for so long, and I was kind of into it. Like, they've done a good Mm -hmm. job building it. And it was good for, like, the 90 seconds it lasted. But what – I don't know what the thinking is here. I I went a half star. I could have easily gone lower, but I tried to not, like, let my – it was hard to rate this and not let the the booking of it, like, get in the way. But I just was, like, baffled. I could not believe that this match lasted, like, all of two minutes. I don't know. You guys (laughs) – make sense of this for me
1: (laughs) i my only thought was that it's it's part of the build like we're still we haven't like (laughs) we thought this was gonna be it but we're continuing to do more at least that's my hope because if this is the end then it's absolute bullshit and get zero stars but is if this is just the beginning of some sort of ongoing thing then i can give it credit for that does that make sense Right. I don't know. I'm trying to give it credit,
0: maybe. Conditional stars.
3: Yeah.
1: But
0: I'm kind of going with Tim where it's like, you know, to their credit, they built it well. And like Tim said, you know, they've drawn it out almost as much as they can, so logic would say, well, here you go. This is the – but, yeah, I agree, give them the benefit of the doubt, but it's hard to see.
1: Or if there had been mm -hmm. some fuckery or whatever, but he just fucking ended up nays them and they was done. I'm like – at least let there be some fuckery and some question about yeah. the win, but there was none.
2: Right. So, so it it's, it's a squeaky clean exactly. win. So it, it has some real finality to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could try to continue the feud, but why? I mean, they really settled yeah. it. Yeah. about as clean as you can get here.
1: But Tyson keeps getting matches somehow.
2: So <laughs> <what> <laughs> well, we yes. So what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Very true, Jenny. I uh yeah, I I guess two things um to try to make sense of it. Um one is that both of these guys have had only squash matches to date, really. They that's how they've been built up individually. I mean, Bull even came out well before he came out for the match, he tells was it Devin backstage uh, fake name, Devin? Uh, You know, it's going to be short. (laughs) It's going to be a short match. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. he told us. Uh, And number two, spoiled the whole thing. Oh, well, he didn't exactly go his way, but um, you can't win them all. Matt Sousa Dempsey Um, or, or any of them sometimes, but Anyway, uh, the other side to that is I think they just don't want these guys getting exposed, especially against each other. Ah, so they really opinion. are purposely keeping it short. But right. to Jake, to your point, I, I think there are better ways you could could have gone about that. I mean, there's early in the match, there there's a bit where um Bull kind of just takes a powder um outside mm-hmm. the ring. Corbin falls right after him, and then they're just clubbering. They're clubbering on the floor, and I'm like, oh, they're, we're going to do a double count out. Right, yes. Which would have sucked, but it also would have been an effective way of allowing the feud to continue. So why not do something like that? Just like a a no contest, no contest or double DQ, double count out, whatever, just to push it out further. But to have it end in super clean fashion like this, I mean, it does help Corbin, don't get me wrong, but it, it really leaves leaves us with nowhere to go uh, here with Bull. And if they're going to try to continue this feud, I just question why. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm a little conditional on my feelings towards it as well, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it, you know, most most squashes I do like a half star, so I'm going to do <laughs> three-quarters of a star, a little bit better than a regular squash, but disappointing given what we would right. – um, want to see and expect to see based on a a build like this
1: i i, I like your point about like um they only ever work squash matches so maybe they don't have you know much more than that in them but what they were doing was looking good like it looked right. like they had more like I, I don't know like
0: and that's what i was going to say too it's like no one's expecting them to go in they'd be like Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio right, or some shit. Like yeah. they, even if they did like the Brock special where you just go in there for even like five minutes, a but sprint, just,
2: a sprint, yeah, and
0: yeah. just beat the piss out of each other. I would have been totally satisfied. I think they both would have came out looking better for it. Like yeah. Jenny said, do what they did the first two minutes, just go a little bit longer. Maybe as they go, throw up a few bigger bombs. Like it's not like they have to be these like technical marvels to go in there and pull that off. I mean, we've definitely seen bull do more. I mean,
3: yeah,
1: we have.
0: Unless unless literally Corbin can only punch and do the fucking end of days. At <laughs> that I point, mean. don't don't give him a yeah, few that I mean, builds for months and yeah. if he's not able to have a five-minute match. I don't know. Preach. That's, I felt or so beautiful about this. Match. I mean,
2: you can't <laughs> tell me that even if they had rehearsed it move for move for a week, and that's probably all it would take is a week to do a four- to five-minute match um, just to have the same match over and over and over backstage at the PC, what, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. um, until you get it right and just put that in front of people, it, it would have been fine. I'm sure. But, I, you know, I guess that just wasn't the rationale right. here for whatever reason, maybe they got caught for time. I mean, maybe it's right. one of those things yeah. where it's, you know, well, this is going to be a short match anyway. It's gone from four and a half minutes to 90 seconds, uh, whatever. You
0: know, yeah. it's just a bummer, you know, it like, is. especially because I feel like they could have stood out, too, because mm-hmm. they're not really doing this anywhere else in NXT. Most of the matches are like, you know, Sammy Neville, Tyson Finn, like that sort of match. So I feel like if they go in there and do like a, you know, a Haas bomb fest, it could have really stood out. It's it's more mm-hmm. like disappointing than anything yeah. else. Like, right. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. All right. What's also very troubling is Eve Marie and her health. And uh, on Total Diva, she is – apparently the storyline is that she's putting her career above her health, which you never want to do, guys. Whatever. (laughs) This is your life. This is your health. Whatever. I'm assuming her boyfriend. Anyway. So that's your Total Diva's update. And uh, now we'll go to our – women's tag match. So we have uh, Sasha and Becky are going to be facing Charlotte and Natty, um, which uh, Sasha and Becky are now, I don't think we're known as this before. This is the first time they've used this, calling them Team Bay. Team Yay. Bay. Yeah. Did y'all catch what that was supposed to, like, does it supposed to actually stand for something or did I miss that?
2: Best at everything. Ah, okay. Oh, God. That's what Renee or somebody said on commentary.
0: Well, I guess that's Better than BFFs maybe, but still making it seem like they're thirteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the uh, all right, they're not, not the best ma- friends;
1: uh, it's an alliance.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, all right,
2: and they're the best at everything. It's kind of like back, it's kind of like Bianca's EST thing, right? Which I guess she doesn't really do anymore, but
3: she does.
2: Does she? Mm-hmm. I don't watch the shows. I mean, I just watch her matches. Mm-hmm. Right love Bianca anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we've heard this. Uh, I don't think we've had them identified by a proper team name. So yeah. I don't know. I always, I always kind of like that rather than two singles wrestlers being, yeah, you know, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch that they have a, an actual name. All right.
0: All right. So anyway, we get into the match. Uh, all It's all Natty and, Sh- and Charlotte early. Um, I should, but yeah, Natty, kind of a random partner for Charlotte, gets shoehorned in here just like Tyson does in the men <laughs> matches. But uh, uh, I thought they had a nice delayed double, uh, ver- uh, yeah. double delayed vertical. I thought it was a nice whole spot. Um, everything in this match I thought was real smooth, like uh, lots of reversals, uh, very little of what I usually call the jank, like not a lot of whole lot, not a lot of, um, kind of weird spots with it. No, where they would do it. everything flowed really well. Charlotte looks firmly in control, but Sasha pushes, sh- uh, Charlotte off the ropes, uh, hits a neck breaker and rolls her up with the tights to steal the win. So, um, pretty standard tag stuff up to them but like i said all executed very well it was good while it lasted but um i felt like this obviously was building more to um they're trying to build this storyline that sasha is kind of like a thorn in in charlotte's side and that charlotte doesn't feel she's on her level but it's hard to deny her when she's like doing stuff like this like stealing the wind so i understood it for storyline purposes i thought the match was okay enough i don't know if you guys felt the same but uh i went two and a half on it jenny I I know you talked about about your girl getting uh, the wind stolen from her.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I was expecting it. It seems like it's about that time for Sasha to, you know, because they're they're doing this back and forth thing a little bit. Um, Mm. So it seemed like it was Sasha's turn um, to get a little bit ahead. Not really, but I mean, Penn and her... pretty significant i think um i even liked natty in this match oddly enough um she looks sharp enough she's fiery you know she she knows how to work she's she's fun to watch sometimes um in in small doses like this <laughs> that's another thing. <laughs> uh it didn't it didn't last too long. i love how
2: couched those uh, compliments were
1: i don't <laughs> want to get too crazy i'm just saying um <laughs> I I like that um, double suplex spot as well. And Becky really got her ass kicked. It was really, um, you know, her really just taking the brunt of of all the offense, which I guess is the reason why Sasha has her around. So that makes sense. Um, And, you know, I, I, uh, I, I don't super need to see them all tag a bunch really with these random people with charlotte i don't know waters are down a little bit but um, <laughs> i i do two and a half though for this match tim
2: uh-oh
0: lesser than i love how you're like <laughs> i'm just saying
2: charlotte doesn't need these lesser loser t- yeah. tag team she can take care of it all, right?
0: yeah.
2: um, <laughs> which i kind of agree with
1: right i'm not wrong
2: why is she ever in a tag team come yeah, on she's awesome. um, so uh I, I thought this had the potential, given the talent involved to be like a three star plus match. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being you know, just short of that because it ends very abruptly mm-hmm. by design, mind you, I, I think it's effective at telling its story, which is really just you know, getting Sasha banks over. It's kind of like they're maybe they're suggesting does she have a uh, Charlotte's number here? Um, cause that win with, with the neck is like, Hey, this isn't how Charlotte just, this is not how Charlotte is supposed to go down. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whether it's a tag team match, singles match or anything off night for her to lose like that. Um, at the same time, Jenny, I will back up your point that, uh, Becky Lynch kind of eating shit out there is, is a lot of fun. I kind of, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to sound so wrong. I kind of like her as Sasha's bag lady. Bag lady? I mean, she just, <laughs> she's kind of holding the bag for Sasha, you know what I mean? Like, just that flunky who yeah. goes out there gets her ass kicked. Like,
1: you need clearly, somebody like that around
2: if you you're do. a girl. Yeah. You do. You need somebody like that. And clearly, it's also sort of setting you up for the future where she gets sick of that and turns. Like, yes. that's... You can it's, already tell that's pretty much inevitable coming up. She's she's so, more
1: badass than Bailey ever was, you know, when
2: mm-hmm. there was
1: sort of that same thing with Bailey, but um she she was just a pushover and Becky is just cooler.
2: Yeah. Like you can tell this this ease and this easily could have been like a a team Bay versus Charlotte um, and Bailey match if um, Bailey was, was not on the shelf. I'm assuming she's on the shelf with right with that knee injury. Um yeah, Natalia doesn't really do anything for me here, but she's inoffensive enough. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm like I said, still short of short of a classic. But at that, I kind of kind of settled at uh, two and a quarter it seems mm-hmm. right for this.
0: OK. All right. Well, that we are at our main event. So um, kind of goes to what they were pushing with this episode, that it's um, probably one that has the least amount of segments of any episode we've covered Mm -hmm. because they're really trying to give each thing kind of its time and feature everyone except for that one match but anyway uh we go to our main event which is going to be the big uh sammy versus neville rematch presumably the final unless neville can pull this out probably if sammy gets to win here this will be the end of it you definitely get big neville's on the way out of nxt vibes going on right here i would think um well, we've done we that here. before and <laughs> been wrong. So I, right. I really oh, don't sure know what to think <laughs> he may do the page and show up in uh, three months okay. randomly on one obscure match. But yeah. Um, now, this is notable because we actually get what I thought was a good piece of commentary by Renee that wasn't just like a random comment. Mm-hmm. That she she's, is talking about how Neville was probably the better pure athlete here, which I was actually thinking going into this, I was like, you know. Yeah it's a good kind of matchup with Neville being the uh, the ultimate athlete and Sammy's kind of like the underdog and stuff. So good on Renee. It was actually some re- relevant to what was happening and not an obscure uh, X-Men quote from 1991 or whatever. Um, yes.
2: <laughs> through the haze of smoke and edibles emerges a, a right. point from Renee for a change. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so they're definitely doing There's the, smoke um,
1: and edibles. <laughs>
0: Smoke uh, and edibles. And
1: she's,
0: edibles. <laughs> she's doing uh, it all. Yeah, because my next comment are with a slow burn, just like Renee's
2: um, <laughs> blunt. Edible. <laughs> just like Renee's night on commentary, yeah.
0: <laughs> Swerve. Renee is a blunt person. You wouldn't oh, think. Oh, but... uh,
2: Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway.
0: Slow burn. Uh, lots of jockeying for momentum. So you, you kind of get the, the feeling that they're in for at least a decent amount of time because they don't go hard right from the start um they definitely play up that they have history like neither one's really falling into this trap like as soon as one maybe looks like they get a little momentum the other one kind of cuts them off everything like we said before with these guys everything is so quick so tight looks great um that one's of spiking with like a um it's almost like a i don't know like a a, a rana but like he drives him into the match it was it was just like so fast, like mm-hmm. the way he spiked it was just ridiculous. Like these guys are just on another level. Um, Alex Riley says that the again um, the commentary we go to next, he says that the head when he gets spiked like that he says the head is a very sensitive part of the body. So, in case you guys didn't know, getting Wait, your what? head smashed. Are you sure? Yeah, thanks for mm. thanks for that um, little point, Alex. But uh, after yeah, I stubbed my eye-
2: toe and got in CTE, oh. thanks. So. <laughs> Alex. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, Neville spikes him with, like, this insane, like, Arana driver, and he's like, you know the head. You're really going to watch your head there. Um, it could really hurt you. Anyway, uh, repeated high-impact moves uh, to that very sensitive area as uh, Neville's going after Sammy's head. Uh, Sammy seems to be in a bad way, possibly concussed. The uh, ref checks on which this is something that I'm really is getting kind of old in NXT, and I feel like it's always Sammy they do this for, and I feel like it kind of doesn't do him any favors where they kind of, he always seems to be getting help by the ref because they think he's hurt. And so the ref checks him out, but he refuses to quit and they go back to it. A lot of bombs being thrown. Neville goes up for the red arrow, misses that Sammy misses the Luva kick. Um, Really good near fall to roll up by Neville after those two missed finishers. But uh, Sammy survives it, hits the exploder and then hits him with the haluva kick uh, for the win. So um, I thought this was a, uh, I like the ending to this. I like the whole trope that they each missed their finishers before Sammy was able to finish them off. Um, really cool, uh, tight match. Everything felt uh, super high impact, I thought, um, like pretty stiff. Um, I like that, like I said, them both missing the big moves and then Sammy surviving to get the win. And a uh, g- good way for them to start to prove that Sammy is legit and not just like a cool underdog, that he can come in and have a title defense against the former champion. Uh, And look good doing it And not just like Not always just looking like The underdog who like Was able to steal it at the end But like a legit champion Which I thought was good But yeah I mean I wouldn't expect much less From these guys I went three and a half on it uh, Jenny I thought this was You know what you expect Very good
1: Yeah (laughs) The pace Mm -hmm. I mean it's just Mm -hmm. Crazy Like it's crazy Like We've seen like You know We're talking like Da, da, da we're enjoying watching wrestling like you know the matches are blah 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 you know we're kind of it's been just fine and then you see a match like this and you're like this is the shit like this mm-hmm. is the nxt i want to watch like this match is awesome um so smooth like even before they start doing all the bomb throwing the the grappling the acrobatics you know They just play off each other really well. The chemistry is on point. Neville is unreal. (laughs) His body is unreal. Like the things that he does, like I, it sucks. It sucks to watch him eventually lose this match. And I knew he would, we all knew he would, but it still sucks for me. Like I can't help (laughs) it. Like I still feel like I want him to win as much as I love Sammy. I don't know. It's, Neville is just—he just gets me in my feels. I don't know if y'all are—are are, have y'all moved on from Neville yet? I'm not ready to quit him
2: yet. No, I was—I was, um, was going to say the same thing. Is I—I think the one of the great stories of this podcast and of the year 2014 in NXT is uh, been not just my love story with Tyler Breeze, but um, our collective love story with Adrian Neville. How he sort of—I mean. Speaking for myself, um, Jake may feel the same way. Like, I always liked the guy, even mm-hmm. going back to to that time period, seeing his matches um, when they happened. But I definitely did not get as attached to him back then as, as I have over the course of this podcast. And I am not ready to part with him yet, by any but means.
1: That freaking and jumping up on um sammy's shoulders i mean just like smooth as hell like that was yeah, uh, right and sammy's face was like oh shit we did it you know like he was all like well <laughs> um yep. it, it the match just fucks like it was just
2: yeah. super
1: awesome stuff i did three and three-quarter stars tim
2: yeah um I mean, this in a lot of ways feels like an accelerated version just in terms of like the pacing. And I I Mm -hmm. think the match time, an accelerated version of their uh, takeover match, um, which is, I mean, I guess in one way, it's a little bit damning to say that because what I'm saying is it's not as good, but it's also, um, Jenny, I would agree with you, the type of NXT that we want to see (laughs) when we do this podcast. It is when a match like, when a match like this comes along, excuse me on free TV, I wanted just these weekly shows. It feels like such a gift because um, we haven't been seeing a whole lot of them, but um, this one sure does deliver um, just, you know, high octane all the way. Um, I liked seeing again uh, that deep, deep hurricane Rana from Neville. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I mean, just an old school hurricane Rana, the, the kind that you would see, Rey Mysterio due to like luchadores and, and WCW back in the day. Uh, when you forget, oh, that's why that was such an over move. You know, like it it's not just supposed to be this sloppy throw your legs around the guy's head and fall back kind of thing. Like he he really knows how to put some stank on it. Um, and Sammy too, with mm-hmm. you know, getting that that hard fought blue thunder bomb at one point. If anything, it looked like um He went for it and they kind of there was maybe a a miscue possibly, but they're they're so good at covering up these these little things that I could believe that it was just part of the match that it was just, you know, they had to really jockey for position Mm -hmm. to to pull the move off It just what could have been a botch. They turned into like this this moment of a great drama and just the middle portion of the match Um, and then Sammy firing off. Some rolling German suplexes, which I don't think we've seen him do before. It's just like, holy shit, look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all these these little things that impress me so much with these two and that that seem effortless to them. Yes. Uh, I will say that uh, I was not expecting the clean win here by by Sammy. I'm all for it, don't get me wrong. I think that's great that he goes too straight um, over Neville, puts him over really strong. But I thought there was going to be shenanigans, right? I thought, uh, oh, yeah? you know, we would not get like a conclusive finish to this match, but, um, we do, and that's excellent. And yeah, maybe they milk the, the concussion stuff is Sammy hurt that whole thing. They, they do push that, that narrative kind of too hard in his matches. I, I would agree. Um, but. But it is well earned here because the story of the match is both of these guys are going in potentially less than 100 percent because they've gotten their shit pushed in in the past few weeks by Kevin Owens. Mm -hmm. Um, Sammy, we're thinking, is a little bit more uh, banged up than Mm -hmm. Neville. I mean, he was on the shelf for quite a bit longer. So it's kind of like if. If that's going to come into question at all, um, yeah, they should kind of kind of milk that drama for all it's worth, um, and, and they, they do get away with it, uh, and I think pay it off because Sammy's able to power through and does pull out the win. Here again, very clean. Um, so surprised me, uh, but I was, I was really into it, engaged throughout. Um, I am also going to go... You know, I had it three and a half, but I've really talked myself up to three and three quarters. Awesome.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Deserved. Yeah. It's weird right now, and I don't really look it up to know, because I kind of just want to see how it plays out. But if this is kind of like the Neville Swan song in NXT. Like, I'm with Tim. I'd always liked him, but definitely doing the pod has made me appreciate him a lot more. Just, like, I always knew him, like as oh yeah he's like the super athlete and is great in the ring but like really getting to see him do his thing and like watching it in detail Mm -hmm. he's like incredible just and the thing about this match too i love is yeah they did hashtag moves but it never just felt like they were i think it like in my notes that's why i kept saying i could hear myself saying it so many times how tight the match was but Mm -hmm. it never felt like they were just doing move move it really felt like a war because everything looks so Mm -hmm. good like everything looks at you know that a part of the body they were really attacking each other's heads you know um which thanks to alex Riley, now i know that that's um to be a weak <laughs> point on human beings you know the head right but yeah i don't know how much we're gonna see of him but um he's had a hell of a run he's awesome but uh kevin owens is not happy with all this because as he's been known to do since he debut, he's gonna come out and ruin the moment so he comes in and gives Sammy a pop up powerbomb for good measure and then stands over him to end the show. So, um, that was kind of why I sort of felt like this was going to be semi decisive because I know that Sammy's, you know, that Kevin Owens is, you know, next on his plate and that's where they got to go soon. So, and that's how they ended. And that's how he I end just the thought episode, they guys. might
2: try to protect mm-hmm. Neville on his way out, is all right. Um, right. like, yeah, he lost the title to, Sammy, but does he necessarily lose the rematch? Not clean, maybe, or maybe it's just a total schmoz. Uh, but I'm glad they didn't do that.
0: But that wraps us up for this uh, first Wednesday edition of NXT. And uh, it was very wrestling heavy in a good way. And I think because it was, it carried us to a very good show. I think, I think if that that um the bull cord match could have delivered on what it probably should have been i feel like we'd be looking at like an all-timer like a super yep. great episode yep. but as it stands i still end up going like seven out of ten because the main event was awesome i thought the women's tag was pretty good um yeah i think and then the opener was really good i think finn looked great um they didn't really have a lot of downtime um besides the <laughs> Awful cat commentary, which at least we had a good match going on while they were doing the stupid cat commentary. It wasn't just like a uh, standalone segment, but it was super... I feel like this episode, and it could just be a coincidence them moving to Wednesday, but, like, it was starting to feel... Like, this one was starting to feel like, in my head, what NXT is, sort of. Like, what I I identify as NXT. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is a great point. There's something about maybe they're just starting to figure it out you know maybe they're just maybe it's <laughs> the title change maybe it's sammy you know the new people uh some of the older people like fucking cj parker you know not getting as right. much time
2: um Marcus
1: Louis. yeah so we're i feel like we're elevated talent wise and match wise um for the most part um the disappointing match aside, this was really entertaining show. Like this is an excellent show and I'm going to do the seven and a half out of 10.
2: I am also going to do the seven and a half out of 10. (laughs) Um, Sounds, sounds perfect for this edition. I I love that everything here, maybe outside the women's tag had at least like a week's worth of build. Mm -hmm. Um, And for the most part, delivered um yeah there's the one disappointment with uh corbin and um emma said bray wyatt bray wyatt um (laughs) uh, matt souza of course um so but i mean we we may be continuing that thread as maybe illogical as that or ill-advised as that is um we may not have even seen the end to that one um but yeah, it it just is a solid show that um has some real excellent talent showcase like there's no real scrubs Mm-mm. on this on this episode, honestly. I mean that I, I think that's a great point that you raised, Jenny. That we we really this is feeling more and more like the the NXT that we know and love where that you just don't have the bullshit. Like yeah. that's, I, I get yeah, that's that there's a place for it. Right. There, There's a place for it, and, and sometimes it's just to fill time, um, mm-hmm. but we don't, we're at a place where we really don't need to do that anymore. We've got mm-hmm. so much talent that you can fill 50 minutes uh, of television very easily with, um, with the, the same collection of, you know, eight to ten men and women who are all really excellent or on the way up. So I'm... I'm feeling much more optimistic here going forward about the future of NXT. Me too.
0: Yeah. Like, I think you were saying it too. Last time I was like, the less of the stupid shit that we were so accustomed to in the first year. Like, um, you know, like all the fucking Marcus Louis and, you know, what's it like being bald and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, all that's. <laughs> Like nonsense that we would have on every episode That was kind of sometimes entertaining in like a dumb way But I feel like they're leaning away from that And starting to put more focus on the um, You know, the extremely talented wrestlers That they have, which seems like a good play
1: In turn, I think our, our Podcast is becoming more and more serious As well <laughs> Because I feel yeah. like we, we have a lot more um, Quote-unquote wrestling talk uh, yeah. as, as these episodes Get more serious, sure. we do too So I'm pretty sad about that
0: no, we'll see. Well, there's a will, there's a way. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> to every silver mail. lining, there's a clap. <laughs> 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 me, me and Tim are like, is this a challenge?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope you take it that way.
0: Same. All right, so let's head into our uh, next one. We'll see if they could ride this wave of momentum. So this will be the January 21st, 2015 episode of NXT. We start off with the Commissioner Regal in his office telling us about the next NXT special. I love the... I like too that Regal, it didn't look like this, you know, I would think his character would have this like lavish, like very, you know, like, like Royal office, but it did. It looked like he works at like the, um, like, like a notary. It was like a very basic office, which I enjoyed. Like he didn't have any, like, I would expect to have like ornate like brass fixtures, like hanging on the wall or some shit like that. But instead he just had like a normal ass desk.
1: You're like, where's this oh, right. throne? I don't
0: get it. Yeah, right. Like I <laughs> thought he would have this like very regal, right? I mean, it's his name. But anyway, he says there's going to be a tournament to crown a number one contender for the NXT title. And that tonight, Charlotte will face Sasha. So I was kind of surprised by that. Like, I feel like that seems like a match that should be pushed to take over. But we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. Yep. All right, but we'll start with our first match, which is going to be uh, Sammy versus Ty Dillinger, or at least we think it's going to be. But Sammy is not fucking around. He's pissed off. He runs to the ring. He beats up poor Ty, throws his ass out like garbage, and then grabs the mic and calls out Kevin Owens. So we actually don't end up getting the match. Um, instead of getting Kevin Owens, he gets a equally pissed off William Regal who says, What in the bloody hell, Sammy? He's very angry that uh, Sammy was trying to hijack the show. Um, and Sam, but Sammy says he's not going to wrestle unless it's against Kevin Owens. Um, (laughs) Regal says you don't jump the chain of command around here, but then he sets it up for takeover, which I enjoyed that. He's like, look, it's like, I'm not just going to give you what you want when you want it, but I will give you what you want as long as it's at the big show. (laughs) Um, but I, um, I don't know what you, what'd you guys think? I liked, uh, I liked angry Sammy. I liked angry Regal. um, I kind of like them starting to the show off a little more chaotic than usual, kind of breaking up the formula. is kind of like when they do the wrestling shows. But, and um, I was also starting to think, you know, we've had a lot of feuds that were like, like, you know, we have Sammy Neville, which they kind of made it personal a little bit, but it was a lot about them just being like great wrestlers going at it. Is this like Sammy, like Kevin Owens feud, like the most personal feud we've gotten in NXT yet? Or maybe, I guess at least for the title, I know we've had some, you know, at least what they pushed as blood feuds. But they I feel like this is their first attempt of really trying to push something as like a like a, a personal issue rather than like two great athletes fighting for the title. I don't know.
1: Yeah, they're definitely using like I guess their real life relationship in this storyline because, you know, they're very believable as best friends and, you know, like they probably kinda are. So yeah, it's gonna be personal. Um and I like the fire from Sammy too, and also like Regal running out there like, you can't just be throwing people around like it's wrestling. <laughs> like, what, what do you mean you can't do that? It was a match. <laughs> like, poor Ty, he didn't know what the fuck was happening. He was like, oh shit, <laughs> fucking red tornado. At the garbage his ass. barge. Fuck yeah, he fucking fucked him up. It was it was kind of great actually. Um, Now,
2: would you feel as as equally bad if that had been uh, Jason Jordan getting the same treatment?
1: I would like it even more, probably.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Notably, now correct me if I'm wrong, Regal does not say this is a title match. He just says he's going to give Sammy uh, Kevin Owens at TakeOver, right?
1: Yeah, he was like, I don't care, make it. Make it non-title. I just want to fight the most. Mm-hmm,
2: gotcha. Yeah. So that's I think that's very telling.
3: Yeah.
2: I think that's very telling right now. We have to do a developing story, folks. Yeah. Um, right. but I mean, Regal gets it. He's old school. He knows that he's not gonna be able to stop Sammy from from getting his piece of Kevin Owens, extracting his pound of flesh. He needs that that vengeance, of course. So why why not make it a proper match? Make it official. Um, you know, he, he doesn't like, uh, he doesn't approve of Sammy's behavior out here again, hijacking the show and, and trying to, uh, trying to force his hand, but he's a wrestler. He's, he's been there. He knows what Sammy is feeling here. So at the end of the day, he is going to capitulate, but they're going to make sure that, that it happens at the right time and place. So I like Regal as that, um, like face authority figure, which is something we don't see enough of really in wrestling period. It's always, it's always the bullshit, boring heel, heel GM or heel owner. Um, right. Like that, that storyline has been done to death. And I think of authority figures in general, we're a little bit over, but having just a face, a competent face um, general manager of, of the promotion uh, is is a little bit refreshing, especially when it's a guy like, Regal his uh his very spartan office notwithstanding so uh, I I like what we've I like what we've seen of uh Regal here in NXT at you know we miss him on commentary certainly but I like what we've seen of him like as a character just in these past few weeks here
0: good. All right, so um, something I'm not going to like is Curtis Axel in this next match. Um, <laughs> as we're going to get Curtis Axel versus Finn as um, uh, Finn, Finn Baylor goes on his rampage <laughs> through everybody who's come from the main roster. Um, so uh, Axel c- uh, continues to, uh, you know, get the best of Regal as he's got his opportunity here to get beaten down by people. Uh, this is a tournament match, I should mention. So this was in the first um First round of the uh, number one contenders tournament. Uh, Curtis X was offense in this match. I didn't like him in the last one, but I thought he especially like sucked ass in this match. Like (laughs) the most lame, boring, like, you know, weak corner chokes, like shitty chin lock, um, pausing every five seconds to posture to the crowd that doesn't care about him. He was just terrible in this match. Like, Finn was fun. He was really good. Like um lots of movement, the corner drop like such a contrast. Like he's doing all these cool moves, like he busts out the sling blade, these cool drop kicks. Uh he beats him with the crew de Gras. As opposed to Axel, who, whatever he's on offense, is just like boring me to sleep. So uh this was a another like glorified squash um where they gave Axel way too much offense for how much he sucks ass. Uh Not to be biased in my recap, but uh, I ended up going It sounds strange, because I gave this two But it's all to Finn, like I thought Finn Looked fantastic in In the win, but god, Curtis Axel Sucks so bad, anyway uh, Two stars for me, Tim
2: Uh, Yeah, Curtis Axel sucks ass Um, (laughs) I was trying to give him somewhat Of the benefit of the doubt, in the first Match we saw him in Mm -hmm. Against Atami, you know, it's uh, you know you're not really sure exactly what they're going for with him, and there's there's room to improve, but uh for him to be able to drag finn down like this is um is really telling that's that's bad uh, as you said, just shitty offense like it, very strike heavy um and very very rest hold heavy just a mm-hmm. just a bad combination, especially when he's sort of controlling the middle portion of the match as he does here. And it's just, it's crap. Um, and I, I and I hate that uh, Finn was, was kind of stuck with this guy. Um, it, it just, and I already feel bad because I'm like, we've gotten rid of most of like the scrubs, right? And, and yet here's Curtis Axel. <laughs> Dude, they've they've dragged out <laughs> dragged off the main roster and thrown him out here and you're thinking well that's that's worked okay in the past like look at Natty, look at tyson they've they've given us some good matches if nothing else um, but man, uh, i I just am not believing in the the Curtis axel comeback story <laughs> um <laughs> I wish Regal had never um, allowed himself to be battered into uh, battered into this um, this this situation here. So I'm going uh, similar to the Itami match. I'm I, I feel like I should go two stars, but I can't. It sucks so much. I'm gonna go a star and and three quarters, and that's even got asking a lot. I feel like.
1: You're feeling quite generous now. I guess you were stingy earlier.
2: And, uh, <laughs> Jenny, negative stars.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's just fodder, really, basically, for the first round of a tournament that Finn is obviously <laughs> going to advance in. You know, So, to me, I feel like it just meets expectations for what we're doing in this tournament, which... <laughs> I don't know. A little bit. I'm a little bit on the tournament for the number one contender thing anyway, but um, it was all right. I did two stars. Finn looks good. The finish was fun. Um, I will say Axel has a pretty sweet little dad bod going on. Um, So, eh, two stars.
0: I don't know if it was enough to pass the uh, Tim Thurst comment.
1: Probably not. uh,
0: Threshold.
2: I don't you know, know if he's gonna have a lot of dad
0: pods. I don't <laughs> think he's gonna have the the Curtis Axel live journal um, <laughs> posts. <laughs> I want the uh, Curtis Axel go back tour, not the comeback. Tour. Yes,
1: <laughs> the go away tour. The go right. away tour, yes.
0: Right. Like you said, I tolerate him the first match. He was like, "Oh, he's all right." This one, right. oh my god. Anyway. All right, so uh, we had the Sasha, she says tonight She is going to beat Charlotte again And Noah will be there to save her this time um, and She's very rude to Devin Who was previously <laughs> on The Bachelor, in case no one knew that uh, So, yeah That was a pretty Cut and dry promo, just her hyping the match With Charlotte um, And uh, unless you guys Have any thoughts, I'll give you another Total Divas update We have, I had to look up who this is Because I, <laughs> I knew it was Mendez but I was trying to remember at first time I had I had Eva Mendez and I was like, wait, no, that is an actual actress. But uh <laughs> this whole storyline, so you're told to up these updates, is that Rosa uh, Mendez has Rosa like a uh, uh, is it? I don't is know. Is that right? You tell me. I don't know. I, I think I looked it up.
2: Okay. <laughs> I hope I didn't look it's it up happening. and
0: still get it wrong. I think it's Rosa Mendez. <laughs> but anyway, Mendes, yeah. um Miss Mendez <laughs> <laughs> Unsure of the first name, has a um, obsession with Paige. We see in this episode Ooh. of the Total Divas, and she kisses her against her will, and then Paige is upset about it. So, um, um, a surely one hundred percent legitimate and not set up for the show um, drama here. I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on um, well, these advances. Mean, I-
1: I think Paige should be upset that she was kissed against her will. I mean, that's fair. And and, then the girl's response was like, "What do you mean? Like we flirt like all the time, and like we're totally into each other." (laughs) And she's like, "No, we're not." (laughs) So that was pretty brutal.
0: Also, I I, I'm not sure what her age would be at this time, but I know pages on the younger end, you know, like yeah, she started she wrestling super older, yeah. so she was probably like twenty here or something, so that's a whole other mm-hmm. yeah. aspect.
2: Um I feel like this if this was anything, like if this was something that truly happened uh like unscripted, I should say, that oh. there would have been like that's kind of an actionable offense, right? I mean if co worker Assault, yeah Yeah, kisses you backstage Like, that's not just a Right Fodder for a reality show <laughs> That's <laughs> Granted, right. it, it is wrestling, but Come on, we It is, it's also 2015 It's that's,
1: not offensive because it's two ladies,
2: you see Right, exactly I mean, that's mm-hmm. That's what it feels like
0: mm-hmm. Right sure I, I don't to know feel I'm to calling the...
1: A lady can't rape another lady, obviously
0: No
2: Tim, lady are you
0: suggesting can't... that Total Divas is not on the level?
2: I I might be. You said
0: it, but it's not I, a shoot, brother. I don't
2: know if I'm going to go that far, but you know.
1: Callumore have our ass.
2: Let's some. not say things we we can't take back, right? Right, but I'm just saying. Anyway.
0: <laughs> right. Well, Bull Dempsey right. also can't take back getting um, his shit pushed in by. Uh, Baron Corbin in that wow. match, uh, but he believes. So, so this is very short. So he says he let his chance slip away, and I was th- like, "Yeah, I'd say, bull, you really did. You got <laughs> fucking beaten two minutes, bro. Like, he definitely let it slip wow, yeah. away." Um, but he says there, he that that's not going to happen in his rematch next week. And I was just thinking, we kind of said it after the match. It seems extremely anticlimactic since he got beaten pretty definitively. Like, I don't. Like it's hard for me to buy into this story, mm-hmm. like now that he's got beaten so decisively with no fuckery, really. And now he's like and then also like his character. Like he's not Sami Zayn who's gonna go on this losing streak. He'd be like, Well, he's the ultimate underdog, Bull Dempsey. Like, no, he's supposed to be a badass, Bull and then Dimpsley he got a uh, Right. Oh like, God. Like, right. It doesn't fit his character. So it's just kind of like he almost seems like delusional. Like he doesn't realize that he got like that he lost that so He's like, I let it slip away. It's like, yeah, it slipped away. It's over. <laughs> like shit's done, bro.
2: It feels like a guy who like very publicly takes the L um, and <laughs> right. whatever it is, like whatever kind of competition it is with somebody uh, very decisively and very publicly takes an L and then goes, well, uh, best two out of three. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>. Yeah. <basically. laughs> i wasn't ready like,
1: that first time
2: yeah yeah make just making
0: excuses yeah what an idiot anyway uh all right so now we go to the big uh charlotte versus sasha match so i was pretty excited for this one because like i said i was surprised that they would throw this out here before takeover and not save it um so we go into the match we get an extended lockup while uh, albert and graves compare their careers which um I did think Albert had a good comeback here because, um, like, Corey Graves is going, on, I'm like, oh, what do you even know from your career? And Albert's like, uh, he says something, he's like, oh, let's recap your career. And done. <laughs> like, yeah. That was Just like, real bitchy. Maybe Albert's greatest line ever. Yeah. He's like, ah, uh, your career, you had, like, three shitty matches the your neck, gave out. So, eat shit, Corey Graves. Uh, but I'm um, so uh, right as the match starts to get going in ring, like I said, they do kind of extend the lockup sort of feeling out segment. Uh, Becky runs in for the cheap DQ. Uh, but then Bailey comes in to save Charlotte from the uh, 2 1 beatdown by these two. And this was just another instance, and probably even more egregious here because, I mean, I get what they're doing too, but it's just a weird. Another, like, weird, like, blue ball. <laughs> like, to. Um, Make you think like you're going to get, oh, wow, Charlotte and Sasha, they're finally going to do, you know, they're going to give you this big match. And they just like, like, why even do it? I don't understand. I I went half a star. Not really their fault. It's just, again, very strange. They're like really into this booking of cutting off these big matches. It's, It's just strange. I don't know. Maybe I'm overacting. But it just felt weird. Like, why even do it?
1: Well, I think... It basically just for the post-match stuff Basically right. the match was just bullshit To get to, to what we get to right.
2: That's just my thought
0: Right, which maybe so we should bring that in So mm-hmm. Feels
2: like a means to an end really Yeah um, I mean honestly, here again It's it's an example of What I think they should have done With, with uh, Bull and Corbin Last week um, Same rationale anyway Right, mm. bullshit, yeah Yeah, I mean, if if you're gonna Try to drag out uh, the feud Then maybe don't blow it off In the first match
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Was there a Charlotte nip slip During this match? Did anyone
3: hmm. notice
0: that? I didn't notice I feel like there was a moment Where I thought there might have been A potential one Now that you're saying it But I don't <laughs> I don't know if we got full Full exposure
3: Yeah It's possible like it Not
0: Very like, um... As you're saying it i do remember there being like a um it it was um (laughs) it was teetering
1: it was yes it was on the brink of uh and i mean i don't know why i would notice such things but um i definitely noticed that
0: uh most notable thing of this match
1: yeah so the post-match stuff
0: Right. Right. So Bailey, like I said, Bailey comes out to uh, save Charlotte, but then Bailey takes the title away from Charlotte. And, um, you know, Charlotte's trying to reason with, her. OK, give me she's talking to her like a child, like, like, all right, give me the belt back now, Bailey, it's mine. <laughs> and she gives it to Bailey to belly. And, uh, you know, like, I guess it's her way of like asserting herself. And then Regal comes out. He turns it into a four way at takeover. And I wanted to get you guys thoughts on this. Cause this feels very forced to me. Like this is where like, okay. Like Tim said, if they want to just drag it out, well, it seems like, okay, we'll drag it out because we want to have it. Want to do uh Charlotte versus Sasha at the takeover. But now I, I guess the logic the is they want <laughs> to the take over uh, that. They want to hold this out even longer for whatever reason, the Sasha Charlotte match. So now they make this four way, but it just feels very forced. I don't know. It, It's like all of a sudden now Bailey's back and they just throw all four of them. And then it's weird because Sasha and Becky are a tag team, which I guess is supposed to be like part of the intrigue here. But I don't know. The four-way just felt like they were just trying to shoehorn them all into one match. Right.
1: I I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. But also I am glad to see the turn from Bailey because what she had been doing previously was – not working for me or her i don't think so this could potentially be more interesting i don't know um i know she you know does some pretty good heel stuff kind of later i don't know how good it's gonna be um now and is she uh, truly turning like is she gonna go real bad or is she just gonna be like trying to justify herself you know for her turn i don't know um that they, they, everybody's every woman's reason for wrestling in a match according to the commentary is jealousy so she's probably just jealous and that's the only reason why she did it and mm-hmm. i shouldn't think any deeper into that um overall i just did two stars just for the whole deal and the whole turn and I, uh, you're not wrong about it being mm-hmm. sort of out of nowhere, but also what what the fuck else are you gonna do with Bailey? At- <laughs> so sure. I
2: sure. don't
1: know. I just took all that into account, Tim.
2: Yeah, I I think it does feel kind of forced, just because we it seemed like the issues between Charlotte and Bailey were pretty much done, like that feud was over. Um, Bailey has has been out of action for for a little bit, and now all of a sudden she's back in the picture. Um, Meanwhile, what has Becky even done Mm. (laughs) to justify getting a title shot? Um, Just riding Sasha's coattails again as a tag team partner. She just really has no business being in there. I I understand the desire to hold off on on Charlotte and and Sasha, do more Mm -hmm. of a slow build there. So you almost wish that there was... I don't know, like, like another just interim challenger for, for Charlotte who wasn't Bailey. Um, You know, Becky again, doesn't really work. We already did Natalia. So do we need like another walk on from, from the main roster or something? Hell what's Paige doing right.
0: Um, (laughs) Well, apparently she's getting, um,
2: I don't want to keep. Banging that drum, that may have been a poor choice of words.
0: Um,
1: um and that might be also on, on. The, the, another reason for the four-way is because there isn't anybody to mm-hmm. challenge That's
2: Charlotte. Kind of what it feels like, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I the whole deal. I just gave. I just threw a, a token star at it. You know the <laughs> ma- the match, such as it was, and all the post post match stuff. I like Bailey hitting the. The Bailey to Belly on Charlotte. That's it's a nice bit of character development for her. It's something she's needed mm-hmm. just to, you know, if not outright turn heel. I don't think that's what we're seeing so
0: much well, as she's
1: just
2: yeah. being more self-
1: For Bailey, it sort of is.
2: <laughs> for Bailey, it's, it's like, very yeah. heelish. Yeah. yeah. For Bailey. It's like the
0: it's, it's like the Sammy heel-ish. thing. Like we saw them kind of push in that like angry Sammy, and now we get like the two who are like the wholesome, like you know, ultimate white meat baby faces mm-hmm. are now getting kind of, you know, edgy. Yeah.
2: Edgy.
0: Or like, and and I will say that, like, they have made, like, they've never fully turned Charlotte either. So they, I think mm-hmm. we said before, they could kind of have Charlotte fit whatever works for them. Like, if she's against Sasha, she's more the face. But if it's Bailey, maybe she's heelish because she was mean to her before, even though she hasn't really been lately. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we'll see how it works out, but it is, it's, you know, I don't know, you know, it's probably like we said, they just don't really have a whole lot of options, so, but
3: yeah,
0: but I'm sure we'll get our Sasha Charlotte match eventually down the road. All right, we get our, uh, a new interviewer here backstage who is now the ring announcer. Well, I don't know how, but it's not as keyed to nowadays, maybe he's not anymore, but he was for a long time the announcer on SmackDown. Maybe he still is like the ring announcer, but I don't remember his name, um, but I guess this is where he started because he's interviewing backstage on NXT and uh, he wants to get a word with Kevin Owens. Uh, as he's known to do in these interviews, Kevin Owens just says that he'll tell him what he has to say at the contract signing next week and he has nothing to say. And then the interviewer is forced to just like awkwardly leave with a non-interview.
3: He's
1: like, that's a, how it
0: is. <laughs> he's
1: like do you work here? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was super funny. He's Who
0: the fuck are you?
2: such
1: a douchebag. He is a yeah, right. real turd.
0: Yeah, I do like his like anti promos though. <laughs> I kind I know. of, yeah, I'm into him. It works. Right. It's um, it's definitely different than anybody else we're seeing. So a it. pro
1: no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> wow.
2: What really made that was you laughing. What made that was you laughing at your <laughs> own shit.
0: Well, like a pro no fact. I just put it. <laughs> That just put it over so much for me. <laughs> All, right. All right. So we uh we head back to the ring now we're gonna get I would say uh P T B and XT faves. Hmm. Um I put them as Wes and Murph in here, but I think we've called them before <laughs> um Wes and Bud. So, <laughs> we did. Kind, I
3: was trying to remember. Kind, kind of cult
0: favorites here, Wes and Bud. And uh, they're gonna be facing the vaud villains. Um uh, funny, we should we mentioned this earlier, but Corey says the Vaudevillains have been using chest expanders, so there you oh, go, that's, that's my shit. opening, it's slap there he,
2: chest, the <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: be debuting soon as the third man, um, but uh, the, the Vaudevillains work their ground-based offense as they typically do until Wes launches in for the hot tag, uh, he hits a nice crossbody, I like the energy here from uh, <laughs> Wes and Bud, uh, Murph. Uh, Pops Aiden with a kick from the outside, and West ends up stealing it with a roll up. So, a nice little victory for our, our boys, uh, Bud and West, in this one. Um, uh, they're really into this whole, like, um, people stealing the win. Like, I felt like this was a very similar finish to, I forget which match earlier, but that we've covered on these, but almost the same thing, like, where they go off the ropes and then go back into the roll up. They're really into that whole deal right now. But,. I thought this was a totally okay match and uh I didn't mind like the vaude villains are not positioned as like particularly you know like at the top of the mountain so I didn't think it was a bad decision and, and uh Bud and West have been pretty good so I don't mind the idea that we might be elevating these guys so I went to a totally fine match and um I'm ready for the for the rocket push for um Bud and West Jenny
1: me too. Like we need another tag team number 1 and they're both pretty good even though they look too much alike. Um and it's I know that the ginger is Buddy Murphy. But, <laughs> uh but the other one's just it I don't know. It it gets confusing. All these white guys look alike, y'all. Um <laughs> and but yeah, they were fun to watch. The vaudeville's bless them. I mean, kind of hate to see it uh you're right I mean what are we gonna do like <laughs> they're kind of falling lost I mean they they mm. had their chance mm. they they could not do it so uh next basically so I did two and a half I liked it quite a bit
2: Tim yeah vol villains have been eating a lot of losses lately which uh, I don't like to see as sort of a low key fan of theirs mm-hmm. um. But you know, it occurs to me that maybe my issue with with some of those um, vaude villains lucha dragons matches, maybe just the lucha dragons are not the opponents for vaude villains. Mm-hmm. They just didn't mesh super well because I think they totally click with uh, Wes and Bud here. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they just had not that this is a a lengthy match by any stretch. It, it it's it's not a blow away or hidden gem or anything like that. But I just I thought these teams had, had really good chemistry and uh, Vaudeville showed some fire. Like, it just, it seemed like they enjoyed working with these mm-hmm. two. Like, just from a professional st- standpoint, they were feeling it a little bit more than than maybe they were with, with the Lucha Dragons. Because they're 1920s racists. <laughs> um, no. But, um... <laughs>
0: I dare you my well, for whatever
2: reason, for whatever reason, that this was just a much better pairing. And I, I enjoyed this more than probably any of the Lucha Dragons, Valdmelons matches. Um, even with the kind of fluky nature of the win, it's good to see a, another, uh, new team enter the picture and, and make an impact like this. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think we do need to get more tag teams in the mix here, especially uh in a more competitive division now we we mercifully have not seen uh the any of the ascension here on these three shows yes we would like to think and hope that we're over and done with them so let's um let's build this division up and take it to the great heights that we know NXT is capable with their tag teams oh yeah uh, and I went uh 2 and 2 and a quarter on
0: it Right. I almost feel like they think because of the kind of their gimmick that maybe they're like bulletproof in a weird way where like they're never going to drop too far, but they don't really want to elevate them. They're just kind of like these characters that they like just kind of function as the kind of tag gatekeepers, I guess, the vaudevillains, villains. Maybe Definition that's what they don't them. mid-card. <laughs> right, right. Like they have a, yeah, a quirky gimmick. So like the crowd's always going to be a little bit into them because they're not totally mm-hmm. generic. But like they're almost like too goofy to where they don't want to over push him. I don't know. Anyway, I can see that. But uh, Prince Pretty tells us that he is going to be the champion soon, and then he makes a very uh, Trump-like remark saying that he wants to separate the world into two groups: the uggos and the beautiful people. <laughs> so, so give us, uh, Some uh, some some worldviews here. I what mean, do you get into he, over there? Um, yeah. <laughs> What countries are oh, here? Look, I, I don't
2: love him for his mind. That's a very uh, classist yeah. statement, certainly. Um, yeah. And I thought Tyler looked a little ashy here in this promo. To, to be perfectly honest with you, <laughs> he's he's wanted to speak of Uggos here, looking like a Ooh. Himalayan snowman. Um, <laughs> here, this weird locker close up.
0: Maybe it's fashion locker turn room off close-up. for you, Tom. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He's like, I just want to take all the Uggos And, you know, put them in a different Living situation You know, no big no big deal <laughs> Yeah, a, no big deal Just, just an idea, I Makes Alright, Wes and Murph are extremely excited about their big win They do not see it as an upset um, Murph says that they're kicking down the door And they want to challenge the dragon So, rocket uh, push yeah. Bud and Wes And this yeah. is where Maybe that I don't know if he's spoken before, but this is where you would discover that uh Buddy Murphy is Australian if you didn't know before <laughs> watching these. Yeah. Like just out of nowhere, he talks and like, oh shit, he's like, because I mean West Wes totally is not because like yeah. you said, Jay, they like look the same, and so West yes. speaks, and then you get Murphy, and he's like, we are gonna go for the title. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh okay, because <laughs> yes, he's Australian. But they didn't really tell us that, and all their wisdom and commentary with all their random facts, they couldn't let us know. <laughs> maybe they did. Who knows? I was gonna say I thought Renee I mentioned it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I tuned it out.
1: Uh, who remembers?
0: Right. All right, but we are gonna get to our main event for this one, which is gonna be Tyler Breeze versus Atami. So interesting matchup. Atami still trying to find his way. Tyler returning. Kind of been on a downswing himself with his hiatus and then kind of not been doing a whole lot lately. But this is going to be another tourney match. So this will be another one in the first round. Um, we see a um, <laughs> a figure lurking. So again, could it possibly be the stalker? Could it be Tim? There's a strange figure lurking during Tyler's entrance. So we'll see how that develops. So uh, Corey what? tells us...
2: for it to be me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Corey tells us that Tyler... Has, um, he was working on his fitness in Europe And he now is a Pilates coach And he's in peak form So um, the first time I'd heard Pilates in a while Like mm. I feel like that was the go-to I don't know, almost like a mm-hmm. joke For a while It's Just not a term I've heard in a long time Do
1: wrestlers yeah. do a lot of Pilates
0: though? <sighs> See I feel like it, yoga Would be like the like <laughs> DDP Pilates
3: Yeah <laughs> Pilates
1: for honestly,
2: regular guys. Uh,
0: that's too honestly, many P's. don't even know honestly don't even truly know what pilates is to be honest with you i don't either like i feel like it's probably like yoga but i don't know if i just think that based on like i'm just lumping it in because they're always kind of thrown together i don't know <laughs> so
1: it's much. low impact exercise that aims to strengthen muscles while improving postural alignment and flexibility
0: this now ain't your grandma. Here. This ain't your mom's Pilates. This is DDP Pilates. <laughs> um. Anyway, Tyler avoids the kicks for a bit, but eventually he starts getting his shit kicked in by Tommy, which is um, a Tommy's main method of offense. Tyler gets back on top, but Tommy's right back kicking the piss out of him again. Um, I really liked the Tommy's little uh, tornado DDT guillotine thing on the ropes. That was a pretty cool one. Nice little change up from his constant kicks. Uh, Tyler survives the atomic uh, bombs and kicks out of a fisherman suplex. Um, I thought this was a. Um, we've talked about like in the last uh, Tommy match, he's starting to look a little bit better, maybe gaining some momentum. And um, some momentum. I don't know what you <laughs> said, said there. Momentum. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I do think this match had a good dynamic because I think Tyler is making all of Atami's stuff look even better because he has all this kind of stooging around selling and. I think it's working well here to make a Tommy stuff look good, um, but then we get the supermodel kick out of nowhere for an awesome near fall. Like I definitely bit on that when I thought Tyler was going to take it here, uh, but he gets a crucifix slam, which was another. I was thinking a lot of a lot of moves. This is a big uh, hashtag moves match. A lot of cool moves mm-hmm. in this one. Tyler starts to uh, scold Atami, who starts to Hulk up. Um, I forget what he told him. I think he was just telling him, like, he's ugly or you're not as good as me, etc. And uh, Tommy hulks up, kicks the piss out of him some more, and then hits him with one final kick to knock him out and put Tyler away. So I was a little surprised. I thought this would maybe – maybe I wasn't. Honestly, didn't know who was going to win this. It, but it kind of shows what they, where they're at with Tyler right now. I feel like they don't really – they still don't really have a plan for him, that they would let him lose this one, and they're still trying to push a Tommy. But – I thought it picked up nicely. I like the energy here. I thought they pulled out some cool moves. I'm glad that Breeze back. He's always good. And I thought he helped to elevate a Tommy and gave him a good opponent to maybe, again, maybe to to right the ship maybe and make a Tommy worth a shit because he really wasn't <laughs> doing a whole lot before this. But I ended up going three. I enjoyed this a great deal. There were some, again, a lot, of, a lot of killer moves in this one, uh, Tim.
2: Mm, yeah talk about gatekeepers i think that's the role that tyler breeze has been slotted into now it's that upper mid card gatekeeper maybe and he's he's been out of pocket for a little bit here um so maybe before we we build tyler back up we we use him to um, build some other guys up he can he can afford to eat some eat some losses it's okay it's I won't say he's he's entirely bulletproof, but again, has the benefit of a strong character, not unlike the vaude villains, where it's it's not a not the biggest deal in the world to see him uh, lose. Especially, he's he's not that far removed from his hot streak. I feel like that he had in 2014, where he he really was focused and and picking up wins and getting title opportunities throughout the year. Um, so it, it's fine that that he goes down a defeat here. Um, this is, I think, easily the best uh, Itami singles match we've seen so far in NXT. Um, man, maybe maybe Itami is is watching some uh, some Finn <laughs> matches because he um, shows a lot of intensity in this match that that he had been lacking in previous outings, and it's really on par with with his former tag team partner. So, although they have split, maybe a little bit of that is a little bit of that thin magic has has rubbed off on uh, Itami here. Um, I do think his his offense is a little. This is going to come out badly, I think, but I think you'll you guys will understand what I mean. It's kind of Daniel Bryan cosplaying um, with just the kicks and like he's even using. Uh, Brian's finisher with that running knee. Um, I'm glad that he's not teasing the, the, uh, the go to sleep like he was in his, his earlier matches, the GTS, which all that does is, is generate a punk CM punk mm-hmm. chant in the crowd, which is just obnoxious. <laughs> so hopefully we're done with that. Um, and he's just, I don't know. he, he Itami still needs a stronger identity, a stronger sense of character, but we're, we're making those baby steps. And I, the hulking up sequence was, was really well done. Again, just, he he looked like, um, he just looked like a real spitfire. And, um, may, maybe that's where we need to go with this guy where he, he, he just hulks out. Right. He's, he's right. very even keeled for the most part, but then you, you push him too far and he just, He becomes a monster. Um, I think that could really work for him as a hook. But um, I guess that remains to be seen. Good win by Atami. I'll go. I think I'm at like two and a half stars.
1: Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll go in the middle, um, two and three quarters. It it was reminiscent, not as good as the uh, Tyson and Finn match. But it's in that realm and, uh, sort of the same type of pairing, you know, um, I was surprised that Tyler lost. I would have been sure that Tommy was going to lose. What the Mm -hmm. fuck? Like, I guess I'm just used to him losing or or something, but, um, yeah, it's disappointing not to have Tyler move on, but he also has been gone for a little bit. so. Maybe it's just, you gotta work your way back up, buddy. You've been gone, so... um tommy has been here, I mean, largely sucking, but uh he's been here, working matches at least. And you're right, it's probably the best and probably my fave of his that we've seen to date. Which is good, I mean, it's good to see the growth. It's just, right. it, it took a while, you guys. Um... It was snappy snappy enough though. Um and the beauty shot I was or the simple model, whatever. I yes, was really, I was gonna, really mm-hmm. surprised that uh he kicked out of that. That was that was sort of the start of where the match kind of ramped up to like really good.
0: Right. Yeah, I was gonna mention that that maybe like Tim said, we always kinda of down on the beauty shot. That to me looked far more like a finisher. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I know it's a super kick and, they're like, everybody has super kicks, but, I mean, to me, it, it's still better than, like, a, a spinning heel kick or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he laid it in pretty well. I like how he came off the ropes with it. Yeah, you know, I was going to ask if you thought that maybe he should pivot to that. I would. Okay.
2: Well, in the words of the late, great Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, why don't you just finish him with the kick? <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go. But also a Tommy kicked out of it So I don't know how right. You know how much you're going right. to be using that
0: Yeah It is weird it's almost like I wonder And I know it's going to end up probably happening Like when they're going to realize like Yeah Atami is just like Finn except Finn's better And we mm-hmm. <laughs> like we don't They kind of do the same style but every, Finn's doing the same thing that Atami does but just better and he's more Over so we kind of have no use for Atami I just wonder when they're going to mm-hmm. I feel like they're already starting to realize it, but they're kind of don't want to completely because I feel like they had big like they felt like he had star potential and it's quickly like disintegrating. Yes, like I feel like they I mean, you had fucking Albert calling Ric Flair on commentary. So anyway. Alright, but we um, we wrap up this one So that will end this final episode for us uh, I thought the main event saved this one a little bit But it was another solid one Again, not a lot of, you know We built up, we set up the women's match for TakeOver We got the cool little win from uh, Bud and Wes Was a fun moment mm-hmm. um, Not a whole lot of dumb shit on this one um, Except for Curtis As- Axel Sucking Curtis Asshole <laughs> I think almost said <laughs> A little Freudian slip there But uh Suck you, At least in, uh, <laughs> Finn was good ah. in that one So it wasn't like you ruined that So I gave this the good old gentleman's five Just a solid episode really? Kind of pushed us towards takeover so. <laughs> Gen- Am I Too generous <laughs> With the that old one, five
1: I, I was going a little higher oh, okay. I mean
3: right.
1: Sort of I don't
2: know. I was sort of into this episode. Uh, I did okay. uh, six and a half out of ten. All right. Uh, I'm sort of splitting the difference. I'm going six. I like that it set a lot of uh, wheels in motion. We had some solid matches, other than uh, Curtis asshole. Um, <laughs> so it's it's like not as strong as a, as our middle episode, mm. um, but not a not a sharp drop off really.
0: Yeah, I may need to recalibrate now that we're not getting the, um, you know, those mm, uh, the bullshit. Right, I may need to recalibrate my ratings. I'm mm-hmm. so used to like it used to be like if we gave it a five, we're like, man, that was pretty good, a five. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've yeah we're elevated some, now. Right, we've thrown out some twos and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Well, All
0: right, uh, awards, best match. I think this is going to be unanimous. Sammy Neville. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shit. Um, worst match. I am going to go Bull and Corbin because it was so disappointing.
2: I'm going to agree with that. Maybe not the mm-hmm. worst in terms of like start. Well, it might be my worst in terms mm-hmm. of star ratings. Yeah.
0: I think it kind of hit both yeah, of me.
2: Yeah. Even if it wasn't based on what it could have been based on our expectations, it's such a letdown that it can't be anything but the worst for me.
0: That's another thing. We're not getting, like, normally we have, like, lock for worst match. Like, we mm-hmm. got to the point where we were trying to come up with different ratings for a dud because we mm-hmm. had so many duds. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah
3: exactly. we got
0: bored with the term dud. So, yeah. and now we're getting, like, our, well, what used to be duds on these, I feel like were those, like, star and a half matches. So, that's an improvement. Yep. All right. Uh, Rising. I have a few for this one. I think we have a lot of people on the upswing. I had um, Wes and Bud, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler I thought had a good return He's back in the fold KO Even though he wasn't featured a ton He's definitely big in these Finn I thought looked good And I feel like Maybe not Rising But it, I think Atomi at least Like stopped his free fall So I'll yeah. give him Rising <laughs> I don't know if you guys have anybody else those was quite a list I just gave um, Anybody else you want to sneak in there?
1: Would we put like a Sasha or a Bailey?
0: Oh, yeah, Bailey did return. She had a good return. I think Bailey's a good one. Um,
2: I guess in theory, I just, I kind of don't like where, where they're going with the women right now, Uh which is to say kind of spinning their wheels. But yeah, it was a good, again, I, I like the character development for Bailey, so I don't mind throwing her in.
0: Right. Uh, Falling, my lock is going to be Curtis Asshole
2: Mm -hmm.
0: My lock Um,
1: I would put Bull on that list sadly
0: I would put Bull very
2: much on that list Um, (sighs) Vod Villains
1: Yeah
0: Yeah,
1: that's a good one Ty Tyson,
0: yeah Oh boy Oh, I was talking about Ty Dillinger
1: Oh, well, never mind (laughs) Yeah, poor guy (laughs)
0: He was literally (laughs) falling to the ground (laughs) When he got thrown out Like a sack of shit Uh, MVP, I'm gonna go with Sammy Me
2: too Yeah, he's been a pretty Pivotal anchor Mm -hmm. Here in this this, uh, Stretch of three shows
0: LVP This is easy for me Going back to Curtis Asshole Once again, Mila
2: Mila (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
0: Nobody else, Jenny. You go. No. That's him. He's the winner. Uh, best moment. I'm gonna. I wanted to get you guys' thoughts. I was kind of stuck on best moment. Nothing really like because it was so like match heavy. I feel like mm-hmm. everything was just kind of matches. Mm-hmm. Maybe like KO slamming <laughs> Sammy again. KO walking out of the interview. Um Oh, i'd probably go maybe sammy and regal getting into it that was fun
1: mm, that
2: was it. Mm. yeah bloody I like hell regal. sammy yeah yeah i was gonna say i like regal confronting sammy and just how indignant he is um a low-key this is nowhere near the best movie. just something <laughs> that cracked me up was um <laughs> sasha's like very juvenile rudeness to uh mm. Devin uh, Devin back Any more questions Don't care Just throws, <laughs> just flips her hair In her face And then she like Walks away All pleased with herself And, and Devin's just like Um Well I didn't have any But whatever
0: They <laughs> do the same thing Where they always zoom in On the interviewer Before the end of uh, <laughs> Yeah like, They look so oh, awkward. I hate that Right
1: I'm gonna go That's with uh, Charlotte's uh, Possible nip slip Yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> a little treat for Jenny <laughs> The yeah, idea
0: thanks. The idea of an nipslip.
2: The, <laughs> the possibility of
0: uh, A legend so.
2: right,
1: I'm we'll
0: going to
2: go, go how, a- I'm going to go with um, How I got away with stalking Tyler Breeze For two weeks <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. uh,
0: <laughs> I'm going to go back Like this is a Bruder film Looking for this <laughs> <nips>. <laughs> Back To <into> the life <laughs> Anyway, that wraps us up, guys. What do we have going on? Jenny, tell us what you got.
1: Okay, so my um, podcast feed has a new home uh, on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. I am on Wednesdays on that feed. And so all my shows are there. Um, you heard about Pluto, which uh, had a special episode drop today on 420, Um we, Me and my guest Rocco Martone watched a low-key stoner movie called Idle Hands, and uh, so it's a movie on Pluto, on demand, you can find it, so listen to that, it was really fun, um, all my other shows will be there on Wednesdays, I Freak Out Drive-In, Talking Pop, um, The Journey Through Infinity, and yeah. Um, the, my wrestling content is over there as well with Extreme Three-Way Dance. And then here with this show and talking WCW, everything I do is linked on uh, Twitter at Jenny Position.
0: Oh, yeah. Tim?
2: Uh, so my other wrestling-themed show, talking WCW, which Jenny mentioned, we should have an episode of that coming yeah. out. Pretty soon. Um, don't know if you'll be hearing it yet at the time you're hearing this episode of PTB NXT, but will not be far off. And just to, to give you a little preview, it's going to be focused on the Midnight Express. So mm-hmm. three great, three great matches from the Midnight's. Um, really looking forward to that. Uh, I guess it's now the Triad of Pods. Not so much the quality. No, class.
1: hey, look, it's still there. It's just.
2: <laughs> still it exists. Still exists. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, I've got some uh, some content as well over on the North South Connection uh, podcast. So subscribe to that network today if you are not. Uh, we have 9021Noso, myself and uh, JT Razero, and a rotating third guest. Uh, covering chronologically each and every episode of the original Beverly Hills 90210. Jenny, you've been on that podcast twice now, I -hmm. believe. Uh, certainly you will be on future episodes as well. Jake, we got to get you in there. Uh, I don't know that you were the biggest watcher of, of OG 90210, but that doesn't matter. We will, um, force you to watch the show and, and join us as a guest at some point in the indeterminate future. Um, but yeah, we're, we're real close to wrapping up the first season of that show, which is amazing to me. And we're going to roll right on into the second season of 90210 JT and myself and our guests. So if you want to get in on that um, reach out to either of us, you can find me on Twitter. I am at psych six, eight C Y K E C Y K E six, eight on Twitter. Easy for me to say, um, probably the easiest way to get in touch with me. If you want to chat nine and two and if you want to be a guest on that podcast, if you want to talk wrestling, whatever it is. Um, that's where you can find me in terms of social media presence. Uh, beyond that, we have the place to be nation pop experience. So subscribe. That is another separate, uh, podcast network. Um, I am one quarter, sometimes one third of uh, Pop Goes to the Couch where we talk um, Disney Plus and superhero themed shows uh, right now doing Moon Knight coverage. Uh, So that show, we've really only done the first two episodes of Moon Knight, even though at at the time of this recording, there are four out. We're going to double up on our next uh, recording, our next episode of Pop Goes to the Couch. So uh, very soon you will be hearing episodes three and four covered on that uh, podcast. So um, and spoiler alert. I don't know that we're fully feeling that show, but whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Once that's done, we'll move on to the next thing Uh, as we do on pop goes to the couch rotating coverage. Uh, So, yeah, that's all the places you can find me that I have some kind of podcasting presence
0: very good i haven't done that um, you in a
2: while f- <laughs> named all the shows
0: <laughs> you can find me doing the ruth's the aggressive podcast over the north south feed I'm about to cover rumble 2003 um with the legendary triple h scott Steiner match so check that out i also do a couple pods over on the place to be nation wrestling feed this feed that we're on actually right now don't want to cross my feeds here um <laughs> <laughs> but mostly with uh, my pal, Logan Crossland. Uh, we do uh YouTube roulette. we we'll watch random matches and we do uh, uh highway to the impact zone. we we'll are covered TNA. We're in mid 2005. It's uh, interesting times as Jeff Jarrett is no longer the champion. Samoa Joe is here. It is uh, very interesting, but, and I guess I'll have to do um 90210. You know, I, I wasn't, I guess I was maybe too young. I will tell you the only thing I'll say about it is as a kid, I always thought like, 90210 and like Melrose Place. Mm-hmm. Like when I would see them on TV, I thought it was like nearly pornography or something. Like they just seemed, <laughs> like they seemed like they were putting like R-rated movies as a TV show. That was like my six-year-old perception of 90210 yeah. and like Melrose Place.
1: It's like so, so dirty, right?
0: Right, right. I always
3: thought
0: yeah. yeah, like as a little kid, I thought like, oh my goodness, he put this on TV? Good lord. <laughs> These <super> are like <laughs> I dirty. do
3: declare.
0: Right. Mm. My goodness, they're participating in sexual congress on this program. <laughs> ah! Anyway.
1: You were an outraged old man when you were six.
0: <laughs> right. Anyway, but that was right, a very serious episode of PTPNXT here. That's all um, said. Yeah, we'll have to have that well, we, that. we we, we <laughs> promised to be dumber on the next one, though. No, no worries. We'll, yes, we, we promise to be stupider Unless less. Um Analyzing the wrestling, but um, we do what they give us, and that's what they gave us on this. Yeah, stream, so. it's
2: it's difficult when the shows are not making you stupider. Yeah. Right. Um, as as I would argue, they were for a while <laughs> <laughs> there.
0: Right, right. We don't want to force the stupidity. Let's make things stupid again. You we know, will. We'll get there. Make the but um, did, yeah. we will. <laughs> we will be back, hopefully in a month if the uh, Greek Greek um, doesn't. <laughs> does it catch us again but as we know it typically does so um everyone have a um have a good month hopefully until we see you then and we'll be have back on day. ptb have a day <laughs> <Layla>. <laughs> right. see y'all then ptb nxt
3: Out.
2: ptb nxt has left the building